When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. I've got another confession to make. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show for the last show of the week. Why is this guy screaming over me? Oh, this is the Foo Fighters. That is a great song. So you want him to scream a little more? Go ahead, scream. Put it up. I love these guys. I didn't pick this song. Lou Rufino did. Louie. So what is that? If it sucks, it's not your fault. Uh, I love this song. Okay. Love it. Just wanted to make sure. Love it. It sounds sounds all right. I want to have sex when I hear this song, but only with, with you, Lou. Only with you. Okay, I just want yeah. to clarify that. All right, too. you yeah. guys want to step away for a few minutes? <laughs> I already had my 5 a.m. meeting. Go right ahead. Yeah. Yes, it is the Bernie and Sid show, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, everybody listening in their cars at home on their 77 WABC app out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM or. You're watching on your smart TVs, on your smart computers at WABCRadio.tv. Hey, Bernie, you have a TV Welcome on? Welcome and good morning. you have a TV on in the background or something? Hold on a second. <laughs> Who, me? No. Okay, because I hear like another TV or something, audio from something else. It's got to be Lou Rufino. Okay, sorry about that. Pete. No I'm doubt sorry. about it. Lou or Justin Ellick or something like that. But either way, it is Friday and uh, the rain is gone. It's going to be a beautiful day. It's a happy day. And uh, I'm happy. Springtime begins on uh, March, uh, excuse me, on Monday, March 21st. But uh, you know what, Sid? You won't be here, though, on Monday. This is, uh, no, I this won't. is highly distressing, i got to tell uh, you. Thank you. You, you. The messages you sent me the last couple of days are really very sweet. I know you're sincere. I'm going to love and miss you, too. I'll be on Monday. It'll be 75 and sunny in Los Angeles. In fact, by Thursday of next week, it'll be 85 and sunny in Los Angeles, but I got a very exciting couple of weeks coming up, spending the week in California shooting the movie. When I get back, Bernie, I'm officially going to move to my new house out of New York City. So the next two weeks, very exciting in the Rosenberg household. Oh, yeah, this is big for you. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. you, To be quite honest with you. you. Uh, So, uh, yeah, so we have that. We have Sid's absence. We have spring, though, uh, springing on uh, on Monday. It's going to be a happy day. And uh, on the flip side, this stupid war continues, though they are in negotiations right now. From what I understand, they're actually negotiating. Maybe we're going to go get some diplomatic resolution out of this whole nonsense. But uh, before we get to any of that, yesterday, St. Patrick's Day, 
The rain held off. It was actually a great, great day. The, the crowds came out. They, they turned out. The numbers were uh, huge. I mean, there were a lot of people. First St. Patrick's Day in three years. I would say yesterday was the officially the end of the pandemic with this parade starting because when they canceled the parade a couple of years ago, that was sort of the officially the beginning of the pandemic. So. I like that. I like that. I think I agree with that. I think you're right. The parade yesterday really did mark the end of it. And I had to go over to uh, Takapina's office. He's on 40th and, and uh, Madison at about 3.30 yesterday afternoon, and I walked right down Times Square, that uh, 45th Street area where all the parades start, as you know, Bernard. And this was, uh, like, like I said, 3.30, a quarter to 4, and the streets were still packed, green everywhere, young, old, drunk, not drunk, walking the streets. So well after the parade started, nearly five hours later, I was walking in the middle of the action, and it was still really hot. It was, yes. Yeah. So uh, I was glad to see it on TV. I watched it on TV. Of course, I hosted that hour with Congressman Peter King and our esteemed leader, John Katsimatidis, and it was a great hour to talk all things Irish. And uh, Peter King is just a terrific individual, i got to yes. tell you. I just yes. love that man in general. So you had that yesterday, and the, the uh, Irish prime minister was in Washington, D.C. to meet with the imbecile-in-chief who was down there bouncing off walls or whatever the hell he was doing. And uh, he faked, he pretended that he had COVID so he didn't have to meet with Joe Biden. So they didn't meet. And uh, that, thank God. But he got to, uh, I guess, see Washington, D.C. At one point, Joe Biden, this guy is such a moron. He actually said something that was, I don't know, I, I, you want to call it self-deprecating? Or did he, did he uh, mix up his words? I'll play cut one, Lou. Joe Biden yesterday on St. Patrick's Day. Well, I just want you to know, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. What the well, hell? What the heck was that? Uh, That's what I'm saying. I guess, you could deb- I guess you could debate both of those things. If he says he's Irish, he lies all the time, and he's certainly stupid. So you could, I guess you could debate both, no? He doesn't even look Irish. There's no. nothing Irish about Joe Biden whatsoever. I mean, you know, I want to fake my, you know, my origins or whatever. My parents came from... I don't know, let's say they came from Wales instead of Ireland. If he's Irish, I don't want to be Irish. I don't want to be anything that Joe Biden is. I'll be quite honest with you. Well, at least he stopped short, uh, which you usually would do, of being like, well, I was once the mayor of Dublin. (laughs) To make the day bigger for him, he includes himself and just lies. He just lies. No, he he fought with the rebels uh, (laughs) to free Ireland. Right. Back during, uh, you know, like in 1922 or something like that. He was that. the original guitarist with U2 before the edge. Uh, yeah, exactly right. He he was the fourth Clancy brother. Uh, uh, right. At least we didn't get that from him yesterday. Uh, funny. And then uh, the other idiot, this Nancy Pelosi, who just sounds drunk all the time, she actually put out a statement saying that I'm not, I, I don't drink. That, that the, Well, she doesn't drink. Her office put out a statement. Although uh, Kamala Harris, the, the rumor is strong that she has a drinking problem. That's a real thing. Nobody can prove it. Nobody can document it, of course. But her actions are uh, certainly uh, indicative uh, that she drinks. But if I was Nancy Pelosi, I would go with I do not I, that I do drink because that's a good excuse for her really rambling statements. Anyway, yesterday she actually read a poem at some ceremony. She read a poem from that Bono. Speaking of all things Irish, Bono wrote a poem uh, just in the recent couple of weeks, and he included Ukraine and Zelensky. Pelosi actually read it. 
It was a, a cringeworthy, to say the least. Cut 13, Lou. But in sorrow and fear, that's when saints can appear to drive out those old snakes once again. And they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine. And St. Patrick's name is now Zelensky. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, I mean, that was rough. First, what is what is Bono doing? Is, 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 you know, what is he doing with writing a stupid poem like that? But uh, I guess he did. Also, uh, this uh, United Federation of Teachers uh, leader, her name is, uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, Randy Weingarten. She actually posed with students, a bunch of students, and they held up Ukrainian flags, although they held the flags upside down. It's the, the blue and gold, and the blue goes on top. And all the kids were wearing, they, they, had the, uh, they actually had the gold on top and the blue on the bottom. <laughs> That's that, not good. That, yeah, yeah. that was the first mistake. It was really bad. And then they photoshopped it later on to, uh, you know, to, to put the flags the right way. And also she, she tweeted something out, did uh, uh, Randy Weingarten. And, uh, Justin, do you have that tweet there? I, I think you sent it to me. I don't have it in front of me. But she misspelled Ukrainians. She, she spelt Ukrainians. This is the United Federation of Teachers leader, U-K-R-I-A-N-I-A-N-S, oh Ukrainians or something like that. This is a, what we have <laughs> leading. The, this is the teachers' union's leader, the leader of the teachers. Where's that country? Teaching our kids. <laughs> I mean, this is just a, it's, if it wasn't so, uh, I mean, these people are people of importance. They influence policy. If it wasn't so serious, it would be funny. Uh, that's funny in itself, but she does influence policy, did influence policy. She kept kids home for a long, long time, damaging a lot of kids, and there's nothing funny about that. You know what's funny? Uh, I don't know if you ever watched this uh, Jesse Waters guy. He took over the show at 7 o'clock. You and I said no. Yeah. We've interviewed him se- several times. I've been on the show uh, like a couple of dozen times. I know Waters way back from uh, – he used to book me on Bill O'Reilly, believe it or not when he was virtually an intern. That's how long I know Jesse Waters. But anyway, he does a show, and he uh, he injects a lot of humor into it. You know, he tries to be funny. Are you talking about the 5 o'clock of no, the 5 no, or his own show? 7 o'clock show. Oh, his show, right, right. Yeah, right. so uh, I don't know how it's going over in the ratings, to be quite honest with you. I like the kid, so I'm going to give him a chance. But uh, I happened to be watching last night, and he put some uh, one of his dudes, he, his M.O., his whole thing was going out on the street, talking to people. He doesn't do that anymore. He's too big of a sh- too, too much of a big shot these days to do that. So he sent one of his flunkies out to St. Patrick's Day Parade to interview some of the parade goers and to talk about Joe Biden. And so it was sort of a comedy bit. So let's see if uh, this was funny from Jesse Waters, who hosts Jesse Waters Primetime at 7 o'clock. This is by way of promoting his show. And we're going to play this little comedy bit to see if it was funny. I think it was. Take a listen to this. What do you want to tell our big Irish president on St. Patrick's Day? I want to tell him to wake the hell up and stop being such a Stop trying to embarrass your nation. Get your act together. My mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. It would be great if you lower some gas prices. Uh, Let's go, Brandon. What is the most Irish thing about President Joe Biden? Sleeping all the time. Seems like he's drunk. He sounds drunk when he gives press conferences. His brain is like mashed potatoes, so I guess that's about it, yeah. Do you think that Joe Biden has the luck of the Irish? Well, I'm hoping that he has the luck of the Irish, because I think he needs it. No. 
Well, clearly, he's got he got into the office somehow. He's putting this entire country down on his lock. He got a lot of hate coming his way. If it wasn't for St. Patrick, he wouldn't be president. Well, uh, there you go. I, I don't know. Uh, it was okay. A, a sample of the people. It was okay. I mean, it's always good to hear people bashing Biden. You can't go wrong, but it was just okay. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, it, you know, it's in the infant stages, so we'll see if uh, it gets any better. But anyway, I like Jesse Waters. Jesse Waters, primetime, 7 o'clock. He go. I think he does a good job. He now, is. I mean, you know, Martha McCallum went sideways on us. But, you know, you do tend to be very generous to the Fox News people, whether it's Jesse Waters or Greg Gutfeld. And I like Greg. Greg's good. Greg on the five does a really good job. I know he kills it late nights. He's like the number one show. But I'll say it again at the sake of repetition. You carried his ass for years on Bill O'Reilly's Tuesday night show. You carried his ass. Uh, I, I, I disagree with that. Oh, no, I, 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 I appreciate you saying that. Oh, God. But uh, the, the, the difference between the two of you on Tuesday nights was so stark. Some nights I actually felt bad. I'm going to my sister, Ray Sherry. I felt badly for this guy. Let's not Bernie do it by himself. He's getting humiliated. Bernie's well, hilarious. He's trying to be funny. He's not funny. Well, you know, Gutfeld, I, I think he is funny, actually. Now he is. Now he is, yes. He, his show these days, I, we know that, that he's been beating the uh, you know Fallons and the Kimmels for a long time. But uh, it turns out, it came out yesterday, the ratings. His show at 11 o'clock, Greg Gutfeld's show, beats every single primetime CNN and MSNBC show. Every single one of them. None of them. They, they don't crack a million. He cracks over a mil, way over a million. Well, and listen, again, not, he, he is funny, and he's gotten better. You, you were much better back then, but he has gotten better. But I think that's more of an indictment of those other channels and the fact that America has had enough than the fact that Gutfeld is that good. I think you put anybody that's talented on Fox News because they're all going to eat each other. MSNBC, CNN, even the late-night guys, they all talk the same crap. They eat each other. So you put anybody on with some talent on Fox News, they're going to win. I guess. I guess if you say so. He uh, would kill it. Yes. Uh, perhaps. But uh, he, he, I think he does a pretty good job. He's he brings good. on uh, a couple of people. Some of his uh, regulars there I'm not big fans of, but uh, yeah. the, the people he brings on, they're pretty good. One more thing, just for laughs. You know, for laughs, uh, this guy Ben Shapiro, who you and I have interviewed in the past, he used to be a colleague of ours here at 77 WABC. Weirdo. Oh, yeah. And, and he, uh, Sid did not get along with him whatsoever. Well, he's a smart guy. He's very, very smart. In fact, brilliant. Does very well, but he's a weirdo. He Well, he's a religious Jew. I don't know about a weirdo. I mean, he's he's, he's provocative in some of his statements. He's fearless, actually. Yeah, but uh, he was talking, uh, and, and this I like, too. I hate this guy, Sneaky Pete Buttigieg. I really can't stand him. He's in way over his head. He faked of being a war hero. I mean, that was stolen valor, what he was doing walking around. When I served in Afghanistan, you drove a damn Jeep. You drove an admiral around on Bagram Air Force Base. There was no danger whatsoever for crying out loud. He, never, he didn't even go through boot camp. It was one of those Hunter Biden deals where, you know, the, some, somebody of influence got him into uh, the Navy somehow or other. But either way, and he got to say, yeah, I'm an Afghanistan war veteran. But nevertheless, yesterday, uh, 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 Ben Shapiro, went after Sneaky Pete Buttigieg, who, by the way, is the transportation secretary now for what? Fixing potholes in South Bend, Indiana? No. He couldn't even do that. Anyway, listen to Ben Shapiro take out uh, Sneaky Pete Buttigieg right here. Play that, please, Lou. 
Pete Buttigieg, he, he says that spending actually reduces the deficit, which is an interesting take. Some of the investments that we make uh, help with inflation. I mean, that's definitely true with the infrastructure investments, right? Because we know how infrastructure is related to supply chain. Supply chain is related to inflation. It's one of the reasons why, you know, when there was this, this big fight over whether the infrastructure bill was going to be a problem for inflation, you had a lot of economists saying, actually, this and then the Build Back Better vision, you know, taken together, this is going to ease inflationary pressures. Mm. It's going to ease inflationary pressures, says Pete Buttigieg. He's been amazing at this. By the way, Pete Buttigieg is also acknowledging that despite the fact that he is Secretary of Transportation, we still have a massive supply backlog. So well done there. At least he likes choo-choo trains and finds airports romantic. Again, the, the fact that he was selected for Secretary of Transportation based on the fact that he couldn't fill potholes in South Bend, Indiana. But he also is gay. I mean, that's his actual resume. It's pretty incredible. I guess that was the uh, money shot. I guess. He, he's gay, and <laughs> that, that is his entire resume. And and that is true. That is, uh, he is, uh, you know, he's one of these, uh, you know, intersectional victims, uh, uh, just like Kamala Harris, identity politics. He checks off a box. Yeah. It could be the only explanation as to why he, you know, he's out on maternity leave. Stay there. Stay home. We don't need you. Everything is screwed up and you can't fix anything. Anyway, wasn't that funny, but that was Ben Shapiro calling out, uh, bravely calling out because he's high profile, calling out sneaky Pete Buttigieg. The only thing on his resume is that he is gay. 1-800-848-9222 on the Bernie Institute. We're going to talk to Rob Shooter, and we have somebody at 740. Who, yeah, who, Joe Pinion is going to stop by. He's actually running against Chuck Schumer, and he did get the nod from the Republican Party. He's been on with you and I twice before. In fact, I, used to, uh, I did a couple of shows, Bernard, with Joe Pinion back on Newsmax when I filled in a year ago Thanksgiving. That's kind of where he reared from. But he's uh, running for office now, African-American, Republican, conservative, really smart, great guy, live in studio coming up at 740. I know exactly who you're talking about. I love this guy. He's on Saturdays, actually, yes. on Newsmax. Yes. Uh, 1-800-848-9222 on the Bernie and Sid Show Friday edition. We're coming right back. Melissa at 626 on your getaway Friday morning here on the self-proclaimed best talk show in New York City, really throughout the country. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC. You know, that uh, that chick, it's a stupid word, I guess that woman, this uh, not very good looking, <laughs> uh, Pergament, is it Annika Pergament? Today's her last day on uh, New York One. Bernie loves that lady, but uh, sorry, nice Bernie, she's done. Yeah, she's done. Uh, well, uh, I don't, I don't care. I, I'm, I don't have a preference for her. She, I don't love that lady. You don't love That's her. That's fake news. What you're saying right there. <laughs> I don't necessarily give her, you know, a rat's, you know, what one way or the other what she does. Is she related to the uh, Pergament, the uh, really rich family? Hey, the it's got to be. It's got to be because she's not that talented. She's not that pretty. How do you land a even on a crappy station like? that how do you land a, a job on the morning show and they spent 27 minutes little fat jamie stelter 
and uh, Eric Adami, the news guy, and your, your, your friend there, uh, Pat Kiernan. 27 minutes on this lady's last day when I can promise you that nine out of every ten New Yorkers couldn't pick her out of a lineup. My God, her last day. Oh, how sad that Get is. out. I think she was a party to that lawsuit that uh, sued New York One and yes. Pat Kiernan and all that, uh, that the uh, – well, the non-attractive older ladies weren't getting the play that the young hotties were, I right. guess. Something that's right. like that. I know that that's exactly what it was. And uh, Shannon Ferry, she's a nice girl out of Hofstra, Jen Grodd's friend. She's still on, but the really pretty one who used to do the uh, the traffic, my friend who went to Channel 5, what is her name? Do you remember? I don't really remember. Really pretty. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah. Anyway. Rosanna Scotto? No. <laughs> she's on Channel 5, in fact. Bianca? Uh, no, not her either. Uh, Rosanna Scotto today will have our good friend Rob Shooter, the naughty gossip columnist on the show. He's on every Friday, but not before he does Bernie and Sit. We've got two great guests today, Joe Pinion live in studio at 740 and Rob Shooter live in studio at 840. Now, with all the serious news going on, we'll get back to it, including this unbelievable story out of Texas where a couple of days ago, basically, this a little college in Texas, not the Longhorns, Southwest College, their whole golf team was wiped out. I mean, all these young, pretty, and attractive men and women and their coach killed on a crash on a highway in Texas. And it turns out that the person that caused the crash, a 13-year-old kid who was driving a truck and burned down his house. This story gets wilder and wilder uh, by the day. sadder and sadder. Now, an unbelievable story. But before we get to that, on a lighter note, Day one of yesterday's college basketball tournament. And, Bernie, it's always fun when you get a couple of major upsets. And we did. We got a couple of 12 seeds that beat five seeds. Unfortunately, Danny Hurley and UConn, they went down to New Mexico State. That's a five, losing to a 12. Also, Iowa, who won the Big Ten tournament, they lost as a five seed to the 12 seed Richmond. But the biggest upset of the day, the number two seed, Kentucky, and John Calipari getting beat by St. Peter's, the 15th seed right here in Jersey City. Nobody happier than Joe Nolan this morning. The 15th seed, St. Peter's out of Jersey City, taking out the big boys, John Calipari and Kentucky, as they move on to the uh, the second game of this tournament. Here was their head coach after last night's improbable win, Shaheen Holloway, on the big St. Peter's win. You know, Kentucky's a great team. Coach Kyle's a great coach. But like I told you before, man, he wasn't going to be a team. I got guys that got a chip on his shoulder. Some of my guys think they can play in Kentucky, so. Did you ever get nervous? No. For what? How did it feel? It's basketball. She actually asked if uh, he ever gets nervous. She stole that from me, Bernie. What do you think? I, I, I think so. <laughs> Uh, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that. So that's a big win, Jersey City. St. Peter's taking out uh, Kentucky. And uh, the two number one seeds both won easily yesterday, Gonzaga and Baylor. But let's see. Maybe that could be a nice Cinderella story here right over the bridge in uh, in Jersey City. I got a text from Pete Morgan, who was on with you and I yesterday, Bernie, and he was great. At like 10.30 last night, I was already asleep. I actually saw it when I went to pee about 11 o'clock at night. And he said, hey, get Ian Eagle on tomorrow. He did the game for CBS at St. Peter's win. So I did text Ian. And to Ian's credit, Bernie, he texted me right back. He's like, listen, Sid, I'm toast. I'm exhausted. I got games all day, every day. Send my best to Bernie. He sent his best to you. We will do it later on in the tournament. So, unfortunately, no Ian Eagle today. But we move on with day two of the NCAA basketball tournament. Very, very exciting. Uh, did you guys fill out your uh, brackets? 
Yeah, we did. I don't know. My team, I have uh, Tennessee, I think, in North Carolina. Tennessee won easily. In fact, in uh, Luke Legrano's poll, I think my Tennessee team beat Lou Rapino's Marquette team. Is that right? Your UNC team UNC, crushed yes. Lou's. Crushed it. Uh, yeah, Marquette's not even. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're laughing like you had some skill in the pit. Like I said, I, I know. No. I know what was going on. I know it. Now, I have no idea. I, I used to follow this thing so closely. In fact, when I was at FAN 20 years ago, Bernie, I was a college basketball go-to guy. Like, Mike would start watching in February, Chris maybe January. But I was there from day one in November. But not anymore. So I couldn't even tell you who the best players on the best teams are. Gonzaga, Baylor, Duke. I couldn't even tell you. So for me, I'm no different this tournament than the secretary in the business office who picks teams based on colors. Well, uh, uh, join the club. Uh, I have uh, no clue whatsoever. I, I, I would, and sometimes I would win too with the uh, Chris Russo, yeah, uh, 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 you know, bracket deal, whatever it was. You, what, you what do you did, call you, it? You, you did win it a couple of times, right? The I NCAA did. Yeah. bracket tournament, yeah. and it was just uh, you know you might as well blindfold me and uh, I pick it and uh, I come out smelling you know like roses for God's sake. Come on, buddy, just fill it out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, come on, just pick one. Pick one. I did, and I won, and, uh, you know, Francesa came in last, so I was like the genius. Oh, that's so great. Oh, that is so great. Bernie wins, and Big Mike comes in last. So, again, Joe Pinion, he'll stop by at 740. We will talk to Rob Shooter, Naughty Gossip, uh, Gossip columnist coming up at 840. All the other uh, news out of Ukraine, Russia, this terrible story of the state of Texas. And believe it or not, Bernard, right around the corner, right around the corner from our beautiful plush studios, about an hour before I arrived, about 3.30 in the morning, there was a shooting in front of the 50 Hotel. One guy, oh, two no. young, yes, two young ladies, and Salas and Lopez saw the whole thing. So, wow. uh, yes. I don't know if the guy died or not. Frankie, did uh, that guy die? Do we have any update on the condition of the guy that was literally shot right around the corner? Frankie Diaz with the knee. Do we have any update? Put your mic well, on. Well, I, I, I do have... Uh... A little, of, of, you know, a little bit of information. I understand. What do you they, have? They were actually fighting over whether or not, whether or not we should set up a no-fly zone <laughs> in the Ukraine. You think that's what it was? It, that's a good it, one. It came down to uh, bullets. There you go. Oh, there's Frankie. Yeah, what do yeah. you got for us? That's funny. <laughs> no, we, don't, we don't have uh, uh, a whole lot of information right now. We have a bunch of pictures that will be on the website, so I'll put those up. In the the guy got shot right in his groin, yeah, right? Look, yeah, I think uh, we. I was told six gunshots. Uh, I, I don't know if all six of them hit him, but he right. looked alive. They put him on the gurney. They, st- they stuck him in the ambulance, and they were just like, we don't know what's going on. Okay. So, yeah, if anybody wants to look, if anybody's listening wants to look at the uh, website, give me about 10 minutes. They'll be up there. There'll be a couple pictures. All right, WABCradio.com. And it was nice to see both Eric Adams, our esteemed mayor, and Governor Kathy Hochul involved in yesterday's St. Patrick's Day Parade. Kathy Hochul uh, released a whole bunch of, bunch of information on the uh, the bail reform I can tell you that Eric Adams, he sucked it up. Bernie, he was there for hours walking around, talking to N.J. Burkett, Channel 7. As for Kathy Hochul, her day, eight blocks, then rushed into a limo and left the parade. Is that right? Eight oh, blocks. That, that yeah. is so weak and so insulting. Yeah. Uh, she looks very Irish, by the way. I don't know what the hell she is. Hochul's a married name, obviously, but... She's a disgrace, uh, a disgraceful governor, and uh, oh, wait, can't wait. Well, 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 yesterday she did come out with some new bail reform stuff. I guess it didn't impress you, huh? Well, no, of course not. I mean, uh, you better late than never, of course, but uh, her initial instinct is to sell out the people. 
and yeah. to side with the uh, creeps who are siding with the murderers and the uh, the thugs out there. That's her initial instinct. Her initial instinct is to appoint as lieutenant governor a, 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 a diehard Black Lives Matter activist, this guy Benjamin. No, she's a piece of garbage. She's a coward. And, uh, yeah. She's coming around because of the political pressure, uh, just like Todd Kaminsky did. But she's no better than Todd Kaminsky, Carl Heasty, or Andrea Stewart-Cousins. No better whatsoever. And I'll always think of her as that. Uh, listen, Sydney, traffic and sports is coming up next right now. It is time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Vinnie Maduno Show every Saturday night starting at 5, right before Cousin Brucey on Music Radio 77 WABC. Play the clip, Lou. Please. <laughs> It's time to open up the VIN box. We got an email here. It says, uh, Vinny, my wife, Claire, and I celebrated our 51st wedding anniversary earlier this week and have been together for 54 years. Wow. Unbelievable. 54 years. You wonder if that kind of love exists anymore today in this generation. He says, I'd like to dedicate Elvis's Can't Help Falling in Love to her for all the wonderful years. Thank you. Dick, we're going to send this one out to you and your beautiful wife, Claire. Here's to many more years of love health, happiness, and blessings from all of us here at Music Radio 77 WABC. This Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. Oh, big hockey game last night between the Islanders and the Rangers. And that game was tied 1-1 late. The Rangers playing good hockey lately, but it was an Islander who came up big to beat the Rangers late in the third period. Sezekius floats in, that's control, takes a hit, winds it around the boards, Heedel chips it out, 2.50 to go. In the third period, tied 1-1, Pollock, blocked by Lindgren, Pollock again, they score! Palmieri! With a rolling, bouncing puck! Oh, how about that? Sam Rosen on the call, and the Islanders beat the Rangers last night 2-1. Chris Kreider did score his score, I should say, his 40th goal of the season for the Rangers in the loss, but the Isles get the win. Both NBA teams back in action tonight. The Nets will host Portland in Brooklyn. The Knickerbockers will host the Wizards at Madison Square Garden. Three major upsets yesterday in the college basketball tournament. Again, 15 seed St. Peter's being Kentucky, 85-79 in the East. It was in the Midwest, the 12 seed Richmond Spiders beating the five-seed Iowa Hawkeyes 67-63. And in the West, the 12-seed New Mexico State beat Danny Hurley and UConn 70-63. Here was Danny Hurley after the loss. With the front court size and the athletes, I mean, we knew it was, it was a tough matchup in a sense that, like, our strengths, their athleticism and size and their ability to rebound the ball, you know, mitigated some of the things that we do best. NFL news, Deshaun Watson, quarterback, down to two teams, the Falcons or the Saints, and the Packers trade away their big-time wide receiver, Devontae Adams, to the Las Vegas Raiders in exchange. The Packers get a 1-2, and two, picks number 22 and 53. Sports brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. Check them out today and every day, PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. With sports, I'm Sid.
the St. Patrick's Day, a very successful St. Patrick's Day parade. We're heard everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Download this app, the 77 WABC app. Also out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM, the Hamptons at Points East. And on your smart TVs, on uh, your computers at WABCradio.tv. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're heard all over the place. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And clearly that- Lewis still in the St. Patrick's Day mood because that song right there was uh, the title track of one of the, what I think, one of the great rock and roll albums of all time, Unforgettable Fire. Which I thought so- that, w- that was Bono, right? That was yeah. U2, yeah. That's I mean, my favorite U2 song, uh, too, actually. Uh, really? Yeah, it is. Mine, too. So yeah. back then, when he had different sides to radio albums, that was the first song on side two, the same side as Bad and MLK. On side one, you had Pride and the Name of Love, all those great songs. <laughs> Wait, that is a great album. You are more of a geek than I ever. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> that is a TMI. Want to hang yeah. out at the record store yeah. Saturday? But, uh, yeah, no, Sid has amazing, unbelievable recall capacity. Sometimes for stuff that really is trivial, but nonetheless, he has it. He's so nice when he goes trivial. Sometimes for stuff that is absolutely stupid, banal, idiotic, and no one cares about. But, uh, no, you have <laughs> you do have that, and it's, uh, it's, it stuns me. Regarding uh, sports, I mean, come on. Thank Nobody you. has it uh, the, the way you do. And Thank you need you. it in sports. That's what the, these guys pride themselves on, is knowing, knowing everything, every little factoid. Anyway, uh, speaking of factoids, uh, I, I don't know if you heard this yesterday. The New York Times... And this is a big deal. This is this was a huge deal in the political and media world. The New York Times actually acknowledged that the laptop from hell was real, that it actually was Hunter Biden's laptop, that he dropped it off at a computer shop when he was drunk. He forgot to pick it up. And all those emails on it implicating implicating his dad in uh, corruption and all that stuff, in addition to the porn and all that crap and snorting blow, or whatever it was, smoking, uh, you know, meth. Uh, it was real. It was true. So the New York Times came out with that. Now, the New York Times also acknowledged that the Berlin Wall came down uh, yesterday. They also acknowledged that Bruce Jenner is no longer Bruce. I mean, that's the thing about this story is it's no good. You can't take any solace in that. I mean, if they acknowledged this 17 months ago when you and I were talking about this and, and our dear friend who had a great blurb for my book, Miranda Devine, wrote about this and Tucker Carlson was talking tonight to Boblinski. If the Times did it back then, Biden may not have won. So who cares now well, 17 well, months later? Well, no, that is the point. And, for, and now people should, if the fake news uh, displays any semblance of honesty, some people have to account for what they did, including those uh, those intel chiefs, uh, particularly the five CIA chiefs that wrote a letter that Biden cited during a debate, wrote a letter saying, this is nothing but Russian disinformation. I, I mean, where, where did you get the notion that it was Russian disinformation? Who was conspiring with you uh, less than two weeks before an election that you actually put pen to paper and wrote that it was, uh, or, you know, had somebody write, type it for you, whatever the hell it was, that this was Russian disinformation? How did that come about? Because... This uh, this means the election was uh, uh, undoubtedly rigged, unquestionably rigged. The election was rigged because that there have been polls done that if a lot of these Biden voters knew that this laptop from hell or knew about the laptop from hell, they wouldn't have Biden. I think the number was about 10 percent, which if you believe that Trump lost by seven million and one hundred and fifty three million voted, 
That may have been enough. But again, what good is it? I mean, if Joe, is Joe Biden going to going to have to leave the White House today because uh, we found uh, they, they finally agree after 17 months? See, to me, it's more frustrating than good. Because I hear you. I hear you. It, it is that very frustrating. Yes, very frustrating. But it also is helpful. And again, uh, so I'll, I'll play this clip. Uh, Trump is uh, debating Biden on October 22nd, uh, but before the election of 2020. And uh, listen to what Biden does to shut Trump up. And by the way, it, 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 give, it, it gives, you know, it tells YouTube and all these other people, stop censoring Trump. He, he's, he's always right. He was right about this. He was, he's right about maybe the election was rigged on Election Day. Who knows? We don't know yet. But it was definitely rigged beforehand by big tech, by the media, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, this is Trump versus Biden on October 22nd. And they talk about the uh, laptop from hell. Play cut 11 loop, please. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You what? mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what is this that's where you're exactly going? What this is going. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue well, on the issue of race. Mr. President, you've described. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it, Mr. President. So, And Trump was a thousand percent correct, and he was outraged and indignant justifiably now he uh biden mentioned 50 uh, uh intel people and in particular he mentioned five former heads of the cia four of them were uh one of them was john brennan the other was uh michael hayden the other was james clapper and leon panetta now where did they get the idea the notion that it was russian disinformation how could joe biden get 50 people to sign a letter what conspiracy was there to allow him to do this two weeks before an election these guys have to be held to account whenever they go on a news show. Now that the New York Times has legitimized, authenticated the uh, Hunter laptop is real. Whenever they go in front of Chuck Todd, he has to ask them, excuse me, on what basis did you write that letter allowing uh, uh, Joe Biden to shut Trump down and the moderator to say, hey, let's move on. Uh, Leon Panetta should be ashamed of himself. It's disgusting. And the fake news, of course, uh, complicit in it as well just before the election remember this was a huge huge deal it exposes that uh, biden was corrupt he was the big guy getting 10 percent. but uh, the people were paying attention to the election at this point and it would have been very very helpful to know that this laptop from hell was real cut six lou this is the fake news i believe uh, this culminates with uh, the fbi peter struck who's a paid commentator for one of the fake news channels, a chiming in. Listen to this. Cut six, Lou, please. The right wing is going crazy with uh, all sorts of allegations uh, about Biden and his family. Too disgusting to even repeat here. Hunter Biden's laptop, that whole thing is mm-hmm. has been fizzling. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. When you look at this uh, computer uh, store owner in Delaware who allegedly received Hunter Biden's laptop, that is more in line with the, when you think about somebody who's a useful idiot. That's kind of the entry point that is kind of, a, again, a classic indicator of the potential uh, presence of disinformation. So where did they get this notion? I think that was Peter Stroke at the end. Where did they get this? There was some, some you know, organized conspiracy to spread the fact uh, or the lie that this was Russian disinformation. That is clear. And, and the more it comes out, 
I mean, I, I, you know I love Trump. I'm biased towards Trump. I really feel sorry for him. He was really screwed. I mean, he was, he was screwed in 2016, though he won. But then he was screwed in 2020, and he lost. And even when he sat down with that uh, despicable Leslie Stahl, and he tried to make the case, and she just blew him off, she's wrong. In other words, Jake Tapper should apologize for what he said. He was at the beginning of that last uh, montage. Leslie Stahl should apologize. Play Leslie Stahl in Trump. Cut five, Lou, please. And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... Yes, he was. Of course he is, no. Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no real evidence yes, of that. Yes, there is. Of course there is. No. It's yes, there is. Place. Both of those things. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? No. You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't they verify. Put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't put on things. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify. It's been totally that. verified. No, it's been just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they no. went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. Yes. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. You're stupid. You're an idiot. I yeah. mean, listen, so I know Trump is the one of the richest guys. He lives the life of, uh, you know, Riley, women, beautiful wife. But I genuinely feel sorry for him. No, I mean, he, got he, he was totally screwed. He got screwed. And right now, uh, we've got all these televisions on in the newsroom. So out of the corner of my eye, CNN, Schwarzenegger makes direct plea to Russian people like anybody cares about that, MSNBC, these two horrible people, Joe and Mika, who should be put in prison, both of them, they are going on and on about St. Peter's win over Kentucky. Well, my point is uh, nobody on these channels is talking about the New York Times. Well, Coming- no, you're watching uh, the end of the hour. They talked about this at the beginning oh, of the hour. Oh, they did. Good. Oh, absolutely good. they did. This is This is huge. Huge news. So even CNN and MSNBC did mention that the Times agreed with uh, the New York Post, yes? Yes, they, at the beginning of their hour, Beautiful. Uh, they, they mentioned it. And Fox News, of course. I mean, I'm sure CNN and MSNBC gave it uh, scant attention but and not the proper attention that it deserves. Right. But still, this is the equivalent of a bombshell. The New York Times coming out, admitting that they were wrong and that the fake news was wrong and big tech was wrong, all that stuff. And Leslie Stahl was disgracefully wrong. Again, Jake Tapper, her, Leon Panetta, all these people need to be held to account, need to be asked, or at least be asked to apologize for whatever they did. But Leon Panetta in particular and the other CIA guys, on what basis did you write that letter? Tell us. What, who, who told you to write that letter? What, what information did you have that, that prompted you to write that letter? On the Bernie and Sid Show, one 800 we're going to speak to uh, Joe Pinion, who is uh, running for Senate against Schmuck Schumer. We're going to speak to uh, Rob Shooter. The, uh, what do you call him? What's his nickname? The adorable Rob Shooter? The naughty gossip columnist. The North, and he is adorable. He's funny, this guy. He's flamboyantly gay and uh, proud of it. Anyway, all that's coming up on the Bernie and Sid Show after this. Watching myself on WABCRadio.tv right now as we start hour number two of the Bernie and Sid in the morning show here. And uh, you'll notice that I've got this beautiful pink dress shirt on today with a really nice pocket square, too. I, you know, since uh, Joseph Aboud 
retired. I haven't gotten new clothing for years. Now, thank God I got enough abood clothing to last five lifetimes. But, <laughs> but um, this uh, young man, Gene Bernard, who is uh, not far from the studios, about 56th and 5th, he has a, uh, a business that goes back to his father, and uh, they make custom shirts and all these things, Geneva custom shirts. And uh, Gene is a huge fan of Bernie and Sid and uh, has been contacting me and us for quite some time. And I decided to go there and buy some shirts, and uh, specifically spring-colored shirts, whites, yellows, light blues, all these beautiful shirts. So today I'm getting a lot of rave reviews on my pink button-down shirt with the blue blazer and the pocket square. You can uh, check out these pictures on our website, at It's Bernie and Sid, on Instagram, at It's Bernie and Sid, and on my Instagram page, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. So great job by Gene. And uh, thank you for the kind words, and um, he makes some very, very nice shirts. Now, uh, laying down yesterday, getting a little bit of a nap in the afternoon. I don't do that every day, but I did it yesterday. I took the day off from the gym burn, and I had Channel 7 on. Your favorite, Liz Cho. Actually, first it was uh, Sade Berenoir, who's really actually very beautiful. And then it was Liz Cho with uh, Bill Ritter, you know. Who ain't bad herself. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, uh, they're showing a footage of the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and they've got N.J. Burkett. I don't like that guy for some reason. I don't know why. You know, I know why, actually. I met him one time. It was outside the public library a couple of years ago during one of the, um, the rallies that me and Dove Hyken put on. And it was during the, uh, the COVID, and he was wearing a mask, and I wasn't. He's being a real douchebag to me. So I didn't like him, you know, N.J. Burkett. And that's fine. He's just right. one of these, you know, you know who he is. Get a name. Yeah, exactly. So once they were done with the St. Patrick's Day coverage, they went on to cover the former governor. And I'm laying in bed, you know, just minding my own business. And I'm, I'm looking at this going, this guy's for real. We know a couple of weeks ago at that church in Brooklyn on a Sunday morning, he got up and started talking. In fact, I met the guy who owns that church at the Kathy Hochul PAL luncheon with Katz at the Harvard Club a couple of weeks ago. The guy's a great guy. So we know a couple of weeks ago, Cuomo got up at the church and started the game, started blaming, you know, other Democrats and politicians for cancel culture, at no point taking accountability for everything from sexual harassment charges to murdering 18,000 elderly people to basically, you know, stealing money to write his book because he stole time, which is money. He's got three or four different things that he did when he was governor. Any one of those things could have gotten him fired. He's got three or four and he stood up in church a couple of weeks ago and made this whole ridiculous argument for himself, and that was that. Now, yesterday, he did it again. And now, he's got not one, but two TV advertisements where he actually has the nerve, Bernie, to say, listen, I promised New Yorkers I was going to do what I did, and I did it. Was I perfect? No. But at the end of the day, I did the right thing for New Yorkers. I'm watching this going what am I missing? What an insult. Unbelievable. Yeah, I saw some of, some of the ads as well. They're, they're campaign ads. This guy's running for governor. I, I got news for oh, you. Oh, there's he's, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, he's running for governor for sure. I, I heard him also say at one point, uh, he, we have to do something about this no-cash bail law. Hey, stupid, you signed it, you moron. You thug. I will say this, creep. though. He is all those things. He's just, he is stupid. He's a criminal. He's a thug. He's a creep. He shouldn't even be allowed to, to, to be on TV, let alone run for governor. But, but if you're asking me, who do I have more confidence in to actually reform the bail 
him or Hochul only because he has been somewhat of a moderate in the past. I do have more confidence in Cuomo. Thug and a criminal, but more confidence in him than Hochul. Does that make sense? Uh, if, if that's what you believe, then, uh, yeah, it makes sense. You don't believe that, obviously. I don't believe anything coming from this guy. He's a piece of garbage, a panderer. He signed the freaking law. He signed it. He's the one. He was, he's the ultimate panderer. He knew better. He knew what was in that law. He knew that the, that it would tie the hands of judges, just like Todd Kaminsky knew. These guys are evil. Uh, uh, just uh, they think you're stupid, is what they think. I know politically now, it's uh, you know expedient to say that you're against the no cash bail law, but you can't run away from the fact that you're the governor that signed it into law. You just can't. No, listen, you're right. He did sign it into law, and it was a, a huge mistake, obviously. But now we're at the point where we need to fix some of it. And the question is, who, who's going to step up and do it? I know Hochul yesterday uh, did um, mention a couple of changes uh, that she would make, and she seemed at least to um, get a lot of applause. Even people like Bob McManus in today's New York Post, it's like, hey, it's not, it's not too little too late. It seems like now she's stepping up to the plate. You and I are not as easy to give her credit, but there were some people, Bernie, who were very tough on her the last couple of months that now are saying, well, wait a second, at least she's starting to come around. It's only for political reasons, political expediency. She showed her true colors when she uh, sided with Cousins and Heasty to say, no, uh, that's a good law. We're going to keep it. We're not changing it. She showed her true colors. She sold out. And as Peter King told us, she used to be a moderate. Uh, she was a reasonable, common-sense Democrat. But for, for, for own personal gain, she sold um, uh, uh, New Yorkers out. She doesn't care about the New Yorkers that were murdered, the ones that, were go- that are going to be murdered because of this law. She doesn't care. Now, of course, because of the pushback from people like us and other people, obviously, the law and the families of the victims, uh, she's changing her tune a little bit. But she tra- showed her true color. She's a coward, and she's not a, a, a person who, who's willing to represent the people. So uh, I, I will never forgive her for that. Yeah, she's going to change her, again, for political expediency, the same with the smug thug. But uh, they're despicable, cowardly pieces of garbage, all of them. I actually saw a couple of uh, New York State Assembly people on the news last night, Channel 7, while I watched this piece that were interviewed about Cuomo, and they were like, hey, he deserves another chance. He deserves another chance. And he, wasn't, he was a good governor. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to support him. And I was watching these people going, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? There's 18,000 dead people. What, what do you mean deserves a second chance? And, and I think with the second, uh, the largest number of people fleeing the state, I think the first is New Jersey, actually. Yes, yes. We're number two. How does that make him a good governor? I, you tell me. I don't know. You tell me. I'm not going to tell you because I don't think it's true. But yet, with all that said, he's only at last look four points behind Kathy Hochul, and again, it looks like making a serious push with two TV commercials and now doing a bunch of interviews on the side, a serious push to once again run. So here's the big question, Bernard, and you would never vote for either one of these people, one you uh, have uh, called the smug thug. What was your nickname for Kathy Hochul? Piece of garbage, something very nasty. Kathy Hopeless? (laughs) Okay. So we know, of course, that you're a Rob Astorino guy, but you would certainly love to see any one of those three, Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, or Astorino win. So this is a silly hypothetical because you would never vote for either one of these people. But but if, in fact, it came down to one of those two and you were not allowed to vote, 
for Astorino, Zeldin, and Giuliani. Very silly hypothetical. You had to vote for either Hochul or Mo. Who gets Bernard McGurk's vote? I get the uh, pistol ready and put it to my temple. <laughs> Nobody gets the vote. Nobody? Nobody. you got to pick one just for the game today. This is a, 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 I want a, a Democratic govern, gubernatorial candidate that our people can beat, that a Republican beat. That's who I want most. If it's Cuomo, I'll take him. If it's Hochul, I'll take her. If it's Tish James, I'll take her. Uh, whoever's going to be the weakest candidate, that's yeah. who I want. Well, she's not running now, Tish James. She did pull out of it, obviously. But uh, we did uh, mention a couple of days ago, I forget who the guest was. You brought it up with them that uh, the New York Post ran a story a couple of days ago where Zeldin actually was the guy right now that was not just winning on the Republican side but was ahead of Kathy Hochul. Was that just a couple of days ago? Yes, it was. As a matter of fact, his own polling shows him up, up uh, uh, more than that, he has bigger a bigger lead based on his own polling, according to what I read. But uh, either way, it's it's way early for all that stuff. Uh, there is going to be a primary. Astorino and Giuliani will get enough uh, signatures to force Zeldin into a primary. But uh, yeah, and now we're hoping for this awakening, this epiphany among the electorate that you, vote go woke, go broke, everything woke turns to shizzle. Uh, that you vote for Democrats and it's high taxes, it's crime. And uh, so I think the electorate has woken up to that. We, we can put our uh, hopes on that. Well, now we've got another Republican in studio coming up in about 25 minutes, and he's going to run against Chuck Schumer. I mean, you talk about wanting to beat Kathy Hochul and Andrew Cuomo badly. We got to get Schumer out of here. I, I know there was a time. I guess. I guess there was. I shouldn't say I know, but I. I trust John Katzenmatidis, and he happens to be close with this guy. And he's always saying there was a time when Chuck Schumer was actually a level-headed guy and a good local politician. Uh, that may have been the case before. That is not the case now. He is completely insane, and he's been killing us for years. For he needs to go. I don't think Joe Pinion can beat him. But um, I'll be more than happy to give Joe Pinion my endorsement. He'll be in studio coming up in about 20 minutes. And that's another guy that we need to get out is uh, Chuck Schumer. Another coward, another panderer. Used to be moderate. You could play clips of him talking about the border. Uh, I've played him in the past. we got to seal the border. This is terrible. And now he's totally flipped on it because he's afraid of the, just like Kathy Hochul, just like Andrew Cuomo, they're afraid of the radicals. They're afraid of the Carl Heasties, the Andrea Stewart cousins, the uh, the Jamal Bowmans. They're afraid of the Jumani Williams types, and so they they, they sell out the uh, you know the electorate essentially for political expediency. That makes them cowards. That makes them despicable people. That make, that makes them worse than the progressives themselves. There was a question asked a couple of days ago: Where is the bounce, Bernard, for Joe Biden, based upon what's going on in Ukraine? The, the Zelensky bounce. Yeah, the Zelensky bounce. And I forget who I was watching. Oh, it was David Muir. You know, David Muir, an arrogant bastard with the hair. And uh, he annoys me the least. He does annoy me. Don't get me wrong. He annoys the hell out of me. But he annoys me a little less than Lester Holt and Nora O'Donnell. So I watch Channel 7. He does this, um, oh, this virtue signal at the end of every broadcast. And he tries to come on like a real sensitive guy. And it just falls really, really flat. But anyway, he um, they were talking last night about how Biden... Is uh, he's done a good job with uh, with the Ukraine and you know all these tough words. You know he called uh, Putin a thug yesterday and called Putin a war criminal two days ago. So here I'm watching the nightly news. Here I'm watching folks giving 
Biden credit for being tough on Putin when, in fact, if Donald Trump had said the same thing, they would have killed him. And look, I'm okay with it because Putin is a war criminal and he is a thug. So I'm okay with what Joe Biden said. But the hypocrisy is unbelievable. They gave Biden credit the last couple of days for something that if Donald Trump would have said, he'd be taken to the woodshed. Hypocrisy is off the charts. Hey, listen, the uh, troops were massing on the Ukrainian border for months, for months and months. Uh, if Biden was really interested in preventing war, he could have sanctions uh, before the initial invasion or uh, do some sort of diplomatic, uh, you know, some urgent diplomatic negotiations, do something. But he did nothing. So he didn't prevent the war. What he's doing now, uh, so far, so good. We're not in World War Three. OK, I'll give you that. But uh, he, these clowns, these idiots down there, they can't, like I said, they can't even run a hot dog stand. You can't trust them to run a hot dog stand. <laughs> Never mind to, uh, you know, m- m- mitigate uh, or be the intermediaries between the Russians and the uh, Ukrainians. You can't, you can't trust them to do anything right. But the one thing they have done right so far, we're not in World War Three. I'll give them that. 1-800-848-WABC. As always, that's the number. 1-800-848-9222. Bill O'Reilly's morning message coming up next. That's always terrific. Once again, Joe Pinion live in studio coming up at 740. Lydia Reports comes your way at 825. Rob Shooter, naughty gossip columnist, live in studio at 840. And then Beat Bernie in the 9 o'clock hour. So very exciting Segments still to come on this, the Friday edition of Bernie and Sid in the Morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Friday, I spent an hour of my life Tuesday watching a documentary about Putin on PBS Frontline. The first 35 minutes of the program were very instructive, chronicling how Vlad attained power. But then, as usual on PBS, the liberal politics kicked in. Frontline spent about one minute explaining how President Obama was soft on Putin. No mention at all of vice president at the time, Joe Biden. The show then went on to accuse President Trump of emboldening Putin. One pundit called Trump a fanboy of Putin. No explanation as to why Putin didn't invade Ukraine while Trump was in office if he was a fanboy. Finally, Frontline totally skipped that President Biden booted it in Afghanistan. That really emboldened Vladimir Putin. But Frontline ignored it. They wanted to hammer Donald Trump. Now, this kind of propaganda is common on PBS and in the corporate television media. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Up with it, girl. Rock with it, girl. Show them it, girl. With a bang, bang. Bounce with it, girl. Dance with it, girl. Get with it, girl. With a bang, bang. Come on, come on. Turn the radio on. It's Friday night. 
It's my song. Put my makeup on. It's Friday night and it won't be long till I hit the dance floor. Hit the dance floor. Just you and me, girl. Back here on the Permanent Hit Sit Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. I, I just love that song. It gets me going. <laughs> it makes Luke insane. Oh, my God. What's that? Luke was insane. You should have seen him. Yeah, it, it gets you going, right, Luke? Yeah, it sure does. Absolutely, yes. Uh, what's that lady's name? She's a weirdo. Sia. 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 Yeah, she's a little uh, on the strange side. but that, that's, uh, Aren't she we makes, all? She makes good music. Absolutely right. Speaking of weirdos, uh, we were talking about, uh, well, this stupid war is in day 22. And that's stupid. A lot of people suffering. It's terrible. In fact, they, there was a bomb shelter underneath a theater, and the Russians bombed it. And there are people trapped in the bomb shelter right now as we speak. Can you imagine? There was like 1,000 people there. I think they rescued. It's in Maripol. They rescued about 160 people. So it's about 800 people unaccounted God. for. They're probably trapped in the rubble downstairs, yes. Trapped in the rubble. A lot of those, oh, by the way, a lot of those people are children. And if you don't know this, there was a um, right outside of that theater. On each side of the theater, the Ukrainians wrote the words children in Russian so that when the Russians, in fact, were flying above, they would see the word children to know more children were inside the place and not bomb them. And they still bombed it. What I tell you, barbarians, they, the Russians, they can be really ruthless and this uh, Putin guy, he he actually spoke yesterday. Man, yesterday we, we, he got really, really nasty. You can see a, 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 a different side of Putin. I know he's been nasty. He's responsible for everything that's happening in the Ukraine. Uh, that's A. But yesterday he, he displayed it uh, in speaking in front of the cameras. As a matter of fact, uh, let's see. Play cut 17. This is Putin. You have that other one that Justin was just getting? I have it now, B. I can play it okay. off the computer, yes. All right, listen to uh, what, what Putin said. And by the way, the analogies to Putin and Hitler, stop saying that. He's not analogous to Hitler. He's analogous to Stalin. Stalin is the better and much more appropriate analogy than uh, Hitler. Anyway, listen to uh, Putin yesterday via a translator, of course. Take a listen to this. And even more so, the Russian people will always be able to distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors and simply spit them out like a fly that accidentally flew into the mouth. Spit them out. I am convinced that such a natural and necessary cleansing of society will only strengthen our country. You hear that? Cleansing of society. That's a purge. That's what Stalin did. He killed millions of people. He purged. He killed intellectuals, army officers, uh, clergy. I mean, millions of people of his own people. And that's what Putin just said right there. So that's the uh, that's the person you want to compare him to is Stalin, not Hitler. But just wow, scary, scary stuff uh, from this crazy bastard. Even even as we uh, even as negotiations are ongoing, uh, let's hope that something comes from these negotiations because uh, this is getting really ugly, nasty, dirty, dangerous. Uh, you know, on a lighter note. There are a lot of uh, Ukrainian females, as we know, females and children left the Ukraine for Poland, Germany, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, in Germany, there's a warnings up. Uh, watch out. There are people, there are men who are looking to take advantage of these females. These the, 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 the men are fighting in the Ukraine, and they're here alone. And none other than uh, a Brazilian congressman was over there 
amongst the refugees. Hey, Luke, are you there? I'm here, Bern. So this Brazilian congressman, and uh, this got a lot of play about a week ago, he was checking out, the, uh, he was checking out well, the female refugees. And uh, listen, uh, Luke's going to read what he said. This is uh, unbelievable. Take a listen to yeah, this. Yeah, this is uh, Arthur Duval said this. I believe he's the state deputy of Sao Paulo. This is what he said. I've just crossed the border on foot between Ukraine and Slovakia. Bro, I swear to you, I've never seen anything like it in terms of beautiful girls. The refugee queue? It's like 200 meters long or more of just total goddesses. It's some incredible shiz. The queue outside Brazil's best nightclub doesn't come close to the refugee queue here. And then later he says, let me tell you, they're easy because they're poor. Just unbelievable, dude. As soon as this war is over, I'm coming back. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, my God. And here's uh, the sheet of paper just to... That's know, a good read there, by the way. Very good, Luke. <laughs> I'm very, myself there. Very well done. And, of course, in Germany, you have... Uh, you know, Remember, Merkel took in over a million refugees? Yep. And the men there, you know, they treat women like, you know, like garbage. They treat them like objects. And they, they had, you had a big problem with uh, these Muslim men in public places ogling girls who wear scanty clothes, sexy clothes, stuff like that, because they think, of course, in in their civilizations, she's asking for it. And uh, a similar problem is occurring in Germany right now. According to reports uh, in, in Berlin, where all these female refugees are gathering. But either way, ugly, ugly, ugly stuff, ugly situation. Now, remember Joy Reid, she said that covering the war is actually very, very racist because the, the only reason the United States media is covering is because, uh, well, they're white, they're Christian, they're blue-eyed, or whatever the hell she said. And uh, Eric Bowling had this to say about her yesterday saying that. Take a listen to Eric Bowling. The Syrian conflict, the Russians' involvement in it is certainly horrifying and worthy of media coverage, and it was. And so are the, the wars in, the, in Ethiopia and Somalia and civil wars and, and, and the like. Joyce said the crisis in Yemen. By the way, these tragic events do get global media coverage. Articles are written every day, airstrikes, peace negotiations, humanitarian crises. It's all out there. All you have to do is Google it or go on Twitter or something. But Joy, where's your coverage of Yemen? Somalia, Syria. Careful, Joy, when you find yourself making a judgment on a situation based on the color of a person's skin, you might find that perhaps you are the one being racist. Yeah, you tell him, Eric, Eric Bowling. Yeah, so somebody did a study. She alone, she herself, has spent 62% of her time on air covering the Ukraine crisis. So what? what she a racist? And, yeah, she doesn't cover the other, uh, you know, brown-skinned conflicts. So, uh, as he said, be careful. Be careful what you claim, lady. Be careful what you claim. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Somewhere, my buddy Joe the Box and uh, Chris Alenjo, both very, very happy this morning. So, 
few weeks ago, we had the Republican convention here in New York, out on Long Island, Bernie, out by you. And um, all the Republicans got together. And that's where, of course, we spoke to Andrew Giuliani. One of those days, he was out there talking. Lee Zeldin was talking. Rob Astorino. All these um, Republican politicians. So one of the guys that we really like on this show, a guy that I met a couple of years ago when I hosted at Newsmax. We worked together, actually, there. is a guy named Joe Pinion. And uh, Joe is a uh, terrific guy. Uh, late 30s, looks like a football player, to be honest. <laughs> he, um, he's he been on this show now two or three times. He was on a couple of weeks ago, Bernard, when you weren't here, but he's back today with you here. He was designated by the Republican Party a couple of weeks ago as their choice to go up against one of the most evil and uh, horrible men. Wasn't always the case, but now it certainly is in Chuck Schumer coming up in November. And I have to tell you that uh, you're not going to get a bigger endorsement, even the Republican Party. We'll give you a bigger endorsement than me and Bernie in your effort to beat Schumer come November. So with that said, live in studio, our guy, Joe Pinion. Good morning, Joe. Hello, Joe. Good to be here, my friends. Always great to be with the Bernie and Sid team in the morning. Indeed. Thank you, bro. And I know you do, you do mean that. You do listen to the show, and you've been a guest now two or three times. So this is very, very exciting news. That a couple of weeks ago, the Republicans picked you. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe... You're the first African-American man to run for Senate here in New York, yes? Yeah, I mean, quietly as this kept, this progressive bastion, uh, neither major party has ever nominated a minority for United States Senate. And so here we are, um, again, in many ways, trying to make that small bit of history on the pursuit of a greater mission, which is to give the 19 million and shrinking that call New York State home a chance to have a choice. Uh, for the first time in 24 years, Chuck Schumer, uh, been in the halls of Congress for 42 years, uh, was in the Ugh. New York State Assembly for six years, 48 years in government. I don't think we have much to show for ourselves. What he has to show for himself um, is a robust uh, public pension um, and making sure that he can have all the largesse and titles in the world while the power that comes along with those titles is not bestowed on the people that made it possible for him to have them. So uh, we're excited. Uh, the mission is clear. The people of New York State deserve a chance, and Americans deserve the dream once again. Absolutely. Joe Pinion for Senate running against Chuck Schumer on the Bernie and Sid Show. Joe, you, you do, do a great job on Newsmax. Uh, watch on Saturdays and substituting for people during the week. And I was a big fan, and when I heard you were running, I couldn't believe it. I, had no, I didn't even know you were from New York, but uh, this is terrific. Uh, Schmuck Schu this guy Schumer, he's the biggest coward. He's a media whore. I mean, and, and by the way, he flip-flops. He, he's a panderer. He's a coward. He's afraid of the leftists, the, the uh, progressives, which is why he takes these positions. Because years ago, and I played clips to the cows come home of him, say, for example, talking about a secure border. Uh, we need a secure border. We can't have it. And now nothing. And uh, during the riots in 2020 here in New York City, he said squat. He says nothing about crime. He, he, does, he doesn't represent the people. He's just an establishment politician who thinks he's in there for life. And uh, we need you to to, to listen. Absolutely. Well, people can go to JoePinion.com to help us uh, make sure that we can chuck, chuck, uh, you know, get. You know, <laughs> I, I, we've said now it is woodchuck season. So every six years, uh, Chuck Schumer runs around the countryside telling you what he will do for the people of New York. If it just gave him another six years, um, it is time for us to pick up our axe uh, and cleave him from the herd. Uh, so we are committed to making sure that that happens. But I think to your point, this is a man who has been 
and speaking out of both sides of his mouth uh, for longer than most of us have been alive. And so the thesis for our campaign has been, if you are unhappy with the world as it is today, you cannot vote for the architect who built it. There is no greater architect in American politics than Chuck Schumer. And whether you are left of Bernie Sanders, whether you are right of Donald Trump, his fingerprints are on everything that is causing pain and suffering on Main Street USA from the open borders that have led to the leading cause of death for people 18 to, uh, to 48 uh, being fentanyl overdoses. That's because of the fact that the Chinese cartels have teamed up with the Mexican cartels. And where is he on this issue? He is silent while American sons and daughters are dying, not abroad, but here at home. No, there's no question about it, Joe Pinion. And you did mention the open border stuff. And as Bernie pointed out, he has flip-flopped on that. But right. it's one thing to, you know, denigrate your opponent. That's easy. Right? Okay, he sucks. He's no good. I get that. And I don't mind that, especially if it's a guy I don't like, like Chuck Schumer. But eventually I need to hear from my guy what he's going to do on the positive side to make things better. So if Joe Pinion, and by the way, 38 years old, young, robust, great-looking guy, if you win... What do you need to what do you need to change right away to make things better in New York? Well, I mean, right away, first of all, make sure the government is not held to a lower standard uh, than the private sector. Uh, that has a broad impact across the board. You take it something um, as basic as public housing and public housing alone today. Uh, we are forty billion dollars behind in the rears. Uh, if you were the owner of New York City public housing NYCHA and you had half a million people living in buildings that you own, you'd be in prison due to the deplorable conditions that live there. Instead, we fund the despair that has been thrust upon the most vulnerable, and then it trickles down all across society, from the classrooms that our children attend. We have schools in New York City that are more segregated than the height of Jim Crow, and yet we have children walking out of those buildings that do not read at grade level, cannot do math at grade level. 60% of the children that attend our public schools do not read at a proficient level. Uh, So that is the hard truth that we're facing here. So we have to make sure that there is a count in government, if I am going to drag the soccer mom for not making sure the child ends up in the school building enough days of the year, then certainly I have to ask the question, who gets to get put in jail when after 13 years in the same buildings, they don't know how to read, they cannot do math, they do not have the skills they need to become the best version of themselves. That is first and foremost our obligation as public stewards to make sure that we are giving the people who buy into this American dream, who pay into the American American dream, the chance to become their best American self. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, remember the name Joe Pinion. You are so impressive. Uh, we got to get your name out there. Name recognition means a lot. It's a lot. Listen, uh, look, this is the year, Joe Pinion. This is the year of the red wave, hopefully. Everybody's saying it. We saw a little bit of that in Nassau County, in New Jersey, in Virginia. Uh, so this is the year. And one of the issues here. Of course, locally, uh, in this state anyway, is the no-cash bail law, which, by the way, we haven't heard anything from Schmuck Schumer about. But uh, there's another issue as well, and I'd say the Republican Party has to think out of the box, has to make the Democrats defend indefensible positions, and that would be the parental rights uh, law, the the law that Ron DeSantis is going to sign uh, this week. We need something like that here in New York State and have these Democrat politicians try to defend talking to first graders about sex. We need to think out of the box and how to make them more defensive and alert the people to what the poison they're putting in our kids' head 
heads and who's doing it. We need that, that that type of thinking, Joe Pinion. Well, absolutely. And again, this goes back to government accountability. Who is accountable uh, when you start giving my child ideas that we haven't even as a family decided are appropriate for them to discuss? And so when you look at something pretty basic, I mean, I was uh, in third grade. I didn't even know what the word sex meant. Uh, having said that, my mother worked in healthcare. I knew what AIDS meant uh, because it didn't matter how you got AIDS. I just knew that there were people who needed help. Uh, that was how they chose to inform me about the issues in the world. That was a choice that they had the right to make. Uh, parents have a right to decide when they want to discuss sensitive matters with their children. It is not the job of government, particularly at that young age, to start actually indicating uh, what that issue is going to be. So I think, first and foremost, we have to stop with the sloganeering comfort food for the masses. Uh, the left are uh, superb at finding a way to smack lipstick on a pig and then make you feel bad for wanting to enjoy a slice of bacon. Uh, so I think that's just the hard <laughs> truth. We have all of these issues bacon right there. So, look, I think here at home you talk about the fact that uh, the three most dangerous words in the history of modern politics led to a tsunami of irrational violence all across this country, cities small and large. Uh, you had a 90% increase in shootings here in New York City, 30% increase in homicides here in New York City, 12 all-time highs for homicide in major U.S. cities, all while Chuck Schumer put his head in the ground, and our political uh, system went into complete and utter disarray. By the way, four hours ago, right around the corner, the 50 Hotel, where I've stayed many times, we had a guy shot right outside the hotel. There was a shooting right down on 27th Street. That's right. Broad broad daylight. Yeah. A shooting on St. Patrick's Day. So this is the, the, when the irrational has become uh, normal, right? right? When the abnormal has become accepted as the status quo, uh, terrible things happen to innocent people. And so that's not just here at home. It's also abroad. What we see happening with Ukraine and Russia, when you've made it normal uh, for Russia to invade a sovereign nation, first war of expansion in nearly 80 years with China bankrolling the entire thing. And now yesterday, what happens? The New York Times suddenly discovers that the laptop of Hunter Biden was real, that the emails contained on the laptop were not Russian disinformation. And yet no one has asked the pertinent question. When do we get to talk about 10% for the big guy? And when is the United States Senate and Congress going to hold investigations into the fact that it is alleged by the business partner of the man whose laptop is real and the emails are not disinformation that the 10% for the big guy refers to the current Senate president for these United States. Right. That would be Mablinsky and his brother, of course, uh, Uncle Joe's brother. Uh, You know, it does beg the question, though, with all these horrible things going on, Democrats continue to win. Chuck Schumer just keeps winning, like you said 42 years. So while you are younger, you're much brighter, you're much hungrier, you actually care about this state. He couldn't care less. All he cares about is his little stupid press conference right across the street that he does here on Third Avenue. Uh, You're the clear right choice, but you know this is a serious uphill battle. Knowing that, diving in, jumping into the ring, uh, it doesn't seem to, to affect your enthusiasm but you do realize this is a this is a big uphill battle. Look, it was an uphill battle when I sat down with my mother and she uh, started crying. Um, I Did assured, she start to cry? She definitely started crying. Uh, but I assured her, I said, look, Mom, there are things in life worse than not having your own TV show. It's called Not Having a Country. Um, it's <laughs> what I told uh, Mr. Ruddy, um, again, after I decided that I was going to be leaving Newsmax. And to be clear, uh, on paper, it, it is the stupidest thing I could have ever done in my life. Newsmax <laughs> was the opportunity of a lifetime. I remain eternally grateful 
uh, to the people in that building well, who have fought a good there, fight. Well, look, at the end of the day, I always say one door closes, another door opens. Right. Uh, what the Lord has for me in the future, I do not know, but I believe he has placed it on my heart to run for U.S. Senate, and I didn't run for U.S. Senate to finish second. Uh, so that, to me, is where we are in this moment, to say that, look, you have a chance to have a choice, New Yorkers. How do we win? If you're a police officer that knows you can't look your wife uh, in the eye with a clear conscience and say, honey, I'll be home because of these ridiculous policies, come knock on doors. Help us hit the 7 million doors we need to send Chuck Schumer packing. If you're a nurse who lost their job because of these unnecessary mandates, who find themselves locked out of the unemployment benefits you paid a lifetime into, come knock on doors. Help tell your neighbor that it's time for New Yorkers to have a chance and a choice for the first time in 24 years. If you're a parent who's tired of being told that your opinion does not matter when it comes to the education of your children or that it's not your business, whether your child can read or not, I'm telling you right now, you've got a chance to have a choice. Go to JoePinion.com. Let us know. With, you can volunteer. Let us know with an extra $5. This is the year that we break the back of one-party rule. This is the year that the people of this state, the people of this nation will have a New York state and an America that works for we the people once again. My God, I don't mean to make you blush. But I, I think I am in love. Joe Pinion. <laughs> Joe Pinion. For, remember the name, ladies and gentlemen. Spread it around. Remember, remember the Joe, name, then go to JoePinion.com. J-O-E-P-I-N-I-O-N. It's like opinion without the O. It was only an O yesterday because of St. Patrick's Day, but it's no O today. Uh, but we've got to get to work. Help us get the job done. Absolutely. Joe Pinion, I do want to ask you a, a topical question. Yes. You have Schmuck Schumer and the, the rest of these rhinos. They're pushing for World War III. They want a no-fly zone. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's in their heads. They learned nothing from the Iraq War, right. et cetera, et cetera. Where do you stand on this whole Ukraine war, uh, no-fly zone, big thing? Well, here's the, the irony is the only thing I've actually agreed with Joe Biden on recently is saying that he's not going to go for a no-fly zone. Because here's the truth. You can't have a no-fly zone and then also tell the people uh, who are telling you telling not to enter the airspace uh, that you have no intention on stopping them. Uh, that's like telling your kids that the cookie jar is off limits while also announcing you have no intention on getting off the couch to stop them. Right. Uh, so that, to right. me, is the harder truth. What are we going to do? And let's be very clear about what has happened. Uh, we had a, pres- a person in Vladimir Putin who went into Crimea because he knew that Obama was weak and he knew that Biden would do nothing to stop him. By Biden gets back in the White House. He announces to the world that the United States is getting out of the fuel business. And so, again, as John McCain said, Russia, a gas station masquerading as a country, decided they were going to expand their gas station empire. That is just common sense. That is just logic. Anybody paying attention knew this. When Russia hacked our fuel supply back in May of 2021, 45% of the fuel to the eastern seaboard shut down. This president did nothing. And Chuck Schumer said nothing. When Russia hacked one-fifth of the beef supply, undermining the sanctity of the American hamburger. This president did nothing. <laughs> Chuck Schumer said nothing. Nope. And now those same hacking techniques are being used to sow dissent in Ukraine while the tanks roll across the border and innocent men, women, and children are killed. Uh, this is not an accident. This is uh, destruction by design because we have leadership on the American stage and the global stage that does not prioritize the needs of the American people, does not prioritize the safety and security of the entire global system. Well, you're always great. This is now your third appearance on Bernie and said this was your best one. I mean, you were <laughs> you just you knocked our socks off. So, Folks, really? You got to go to JoePinion.com. Uh, Joseph Abu, the great men's designer, just said, oh, my God, I love this guy. <laughs> JoePinion.com, P-I-N-I-O-N. You are clearly 
or aware of what's going on. You actually have solutions. You've got answers. You're not just attacking Schumer, which is easy to do. You are the clear-cut choice and very, very impressive today. So thank and, you for coming And sacrifice in. a nice, cushy job yes. to do this, to serve the, the people. Look, at some point, if you're not willing to stand up for the principles, if you're not willing to stand up for that flag, uh, then sitting behind the desk and talking about the problems of the world isn't an act of principle. It really starts to feel like an act of cowardice. And for me, we had an opportunity to go out here and say the people of New York deserve better, the American people deserve better, and with great stewardship and humble beginnings, uh, you can actually do the impossible, which is to restore common sense and common purpose uh, to the halls of power in D.C., where we're going to need everyone's help to do it. JoePinion.com. Get it done, folks. All right, brother. The quote's on Hannity. You truly are a great American, and you've got something in common with Bernard. He uh, also lived in Yonkers. Yonkers, baby, home of all things great, city of hills, uh, <laughs> no nothing on the level. Uh, it's my home. I love it dearly. Uh, hi, well, Mom, tell tell me, Joe, South Broadway and Lawrence Street was my hood. What was yours? So I, you know, I, I lived on the east side of town with uh, with all my uh, Jewish friends. So we a lot, uh, a lot, of, a lot of Yiddish in my youth. You live in the cushy part. Yeah, Gamzela Tover and everything. There is meaning and purpose. There's a purpose for us to be here today. There's purpose uh, in America, and I think again, uh, Yonkers. Uh, it's where all great things begin. Yeah, not the melting pot right there. JoePinion.com, <laughs> folks. P I N I O N. An amazing appearance. We'll talk to you again very soon. Best of luck along the way, Joe Pinion. Good to see well, you, my friend. You too, my yeah, Godspeed. Uh, 8 o'clock hour coming up, which includes Lydia Reports and Naughty Gossip columnist Rob Shooter. About halfway done on a Friday. More of Bernie and Sid right after these short messages. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show on this happy Friday. That was funny, man. Hey, listen on the 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. All day long, it's great, great entertaining programming, informative, common sense. All this stuff, the 77 WABC app, it's easy to get. It takes you two minutes. Also, we're heard on uh, News Talk 107.1 FM out east in Long Island, Hamptons and uh, Hampton Bays and Points East. And you can check us out on your smart TVs, on your computers at WABCRadio.tv. It's an interesting watch. You could have watched Joe Pinion, who was uh, off the charts good. My God, this guy is uh, he's a natural. I mean, he's a yeah. great, great orator and uh, a passionate dude and I'm telling you, JoePinion.com. we got to get that name out there, Sydney. Listen, we're trying, and uh, he's been on now two or three times, and, and uh, Chris Alenzo brought him here once. I know he's friends with the guy out at that big warehouse in Ronkonkoma where I led that uh, Lee Zeldin uh, rally, as you remember, Bernard, back in November, Joe the Box. So he's out there, both so Long Island know who he is. Yonkers, obviously, parts of Brooklyn, too, and we'll try to push him forward. You know, the problem is he is he's the better candidate, obviously, but Chuck Schumer is, is part of the fabric of New York. It just is what it is. 42 years is a long time. It's tough to beat that guy, even though that guy is not the same guy that we knew 20 years ago. Not at all. No, it's a shame. But uh, well, well, stop saying it's a shame. This is the, the, a pivotal year. Of strange things are going to happen. There are going to be a lot of surprises. And you, remember I mentioned also uh, this uh, SUNY Brockport yeah. entertaining, having a uh, – you know, celebrating a cop killer, a guy named Anthony Bottom, who killed two cops. He was paroled by Cuomo's New York State Parole Board. Well, I, I had the day wrong. They are celebrating him, but it's April 6th is the day, April 6th. So there's plenty of time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you send your child, and I know somebody who went to SUNY Brockport, if you send your kid to SUNY Brockport, which is up there by Lake Ontario, by, for God's sakes, as far north in New York as you can go, 
uh, contact that school oh. and tell those bastards to cancel Anthony Bottom Day. And by the way, he, he, he did kill two cops, a Waverly Jones and Anthony Piagentini. But get this. He killed another cop in San Francisco. I saw that. He killed three cops. Yes, I saw that. And, and listen, I, I hate to put myself in the mix, of course. I very rarely do that. Or maybe I do it every time. I don't know. But, you know, we're not that far removed, Bernard, from a couple of years ago, you may remember, we did this thing, WABC, with Seton Hall University. And uh, at the time, I guess, Huddy was still working here. Me and her were supposed to go to Seton Hall University and speak. You remember this. And uh, the student body president, some young punk at Seton Hall, some pussy, he got all bent out of shape because Sid Rosenberg is coming to his school. They made a whole big deal about it, and they canceled me. They said I couldn't come. I couldn't come to Seton Hall University. But this guy's killed three cops, and he's welcome at SUNY Brockport. That's right. all you need to know about our universities this day. Sid Rosenberg, you can't go to Seton Hall, but a cop killer, come on in. And That's the- right, I said it. <laughs> The Thank chancellor, you, by the way, some dude, I don't know his first name, somebody named McPherson. McPherson, contact these people. Tell them that the, the, you're pissed off, you're outraged, you're going to pull your kid out of school, and uh, maybe do something else. I don't know what you're going to do, but uh, you got to contact SUNY Brockport and tell these scumbags to stop entertaining and praising and celebrating a cop killer. For God's sakes. Well, well, again, I know you mentioned this the other day, uh, so I know you're going to repeat yourself, but it's important for folks who are listening for the first time. Why would they bring a cop killer there? Are they trying to say that he's he's redeemed himself, that he's a new man, he deserves another chance? Why is no, he No, even, even worse, they, they're characterizing him as a political prisoner. <laughs> and, and this is, a, this is by the way, this is a state-funded oh school, a state-funded oh. school. Hey, Kathy Hochul, where the hell are you on this? This is our tax dollar to subsidize school. And uh, and you are the, the the acting governor of New York State. Where the hell are you? Where, where somebody ask her about that? Where's the press? Somebody speak up. These are indefensible positions. And like I talked about with Joe Pinion regarding the Parental Rights Act, the No Cash Bail Law, the majority of people agree uh, on all these issues, including the fact that a convicted cop killer should not be on a college campus. Being celebrated and lauded. Shouldn't be anywhere. Shouldn't be anywhere. He should be in jail. Right. A guy that's killed three cops should never, ever, ever, ever see the light of day again. He should be dead. He should be dead. He should be dead, yes. He should have gotten the death penalty a long-ass time ago. Damn right. And this is really, really infuriating. And uh, in the meantime, another guy got out of jail. This uh, Juicy Smollett. We talked about this the other day. But uh, there was radio silence. Turns out. One of the reasons he got out is they sentenced him to 150 days. And so if he appeals it, the appeal would take longer than 150 days. Therefore, if he won the appeal, it would be moot because he already served the 150 days. And some judge decided that ain't right, so they let him out, whatever. Either way, his attorney uh, uh, surfaced from some hole somewhere and actually spoke out and said this yesterday. Juicy Smollett's attorney. Play it, please, Lou. The judge spent a great deal of time chastising, berating my client. I've never seen that, and I thought it was unprofessional. That's my personal oh, opinion. Please. I'm not happy with that. And people oh, are still happy. trying to lock black men up, and it's a disgrace. Should black men be walked into jail for a class 4 felony? Shame on you if you think they should. Yeah, shame on you. A class 4 felony? You're damn right you should be walked into of course. jail. Of Inciting course. A, a, a race riot, a hate crime hoax. You're damn right. Perjury on the stand. You're damn right. They should be walked into jail and then and then thrown into the hole and then or left with population. Have the uh, 
uh, you know, because he is famous, the other prisoners do what they do. Do what prisoners do to uh, celebrity prisoners. Uh, absolutely right. What a what a, what a piece of, what, what what country do we you live know, in? The lawyer actually said, based on what my client did, this is unfair. But once the lawyer says, "quote a black man," right, he's lost all credibility. Again, if it was a legal thing, hey, my client doesn't deserve. But when he says a black man. He is doing exactly what uh, the issue with this country is. And that guy, quite frankly, should be disbarred. Smollett should be in prison, and the lawyer should be disbarred. And both of them should get their asses kicked when they walk outside their house this morning. And by the way, the reason he, the reason he's out of jail is because he's black. That's the only reason. He's, why. he's got black privilege. He's got liberal privilege. He's got gay privilege. He's got all. He's 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 like one of the elites. He's the guy who benefits from all these uh, various privileges and these, uh, you know, identity politics, uh, uh, you know, uh, factors or whatever the hell. Well, you listen, want to I'm going to make the argument right now that what he did was ten times worse than the folks. January 6th, he could have easily incited something. The country was a tinderbox. He claimed this happened. He had a lot of folks on national television believing him. What he did was so, so dangerous and so nasty, and he walked out of jail in 15 minutes, and you get these poor bastards who walked into the Capitol who were invited in, basically. They're still in prison. They're still in solitary confinement. What the hell is going on in this country? For trespassing. It's uh, really outrageous. And speaking of which, speaking of outrageous and, and, and indignation, which we're uh, displaying this morning, uh, that uh, dude that swims for the University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, Leah uh, Thomas or something. Leah Thomas, this guy who who stealing, you know, beating girls by like 30 seconds, which is unheard of in swimming. Anyway, there was a big uh, tournament down in the University of Virginia. He came in first. But believe it or not, one of the swimmers at UVA actually spoke out. Spoke out against this creep, this cheater, this punk who's actually stealing girls' dreams. This is what one of the female swimmers at UVA said about competing against this guy. We are all very disappointed and frustrated with someone who is, has capabilities more than us women have to be able to compete at this level and take opportunities away from other women. Like I have a teammate who did not make finals today because she was just bumped out of finals. And it's heartbreaking to see someone who went through puberty as a male and has the body of a man, be able to absolutely blow away the competition and you go into it with a mindset that you are you don't have a chance. It's disappointing to see and frustrating, definitely. How sad. How sad. Well, it is Where's sad. the freak of the feminist? Where the hell are you? Well, unfortunately, you know, even young girls today that are really behind the LBGT community and transgenders, even my own daughter for that matter, uh, they don't think it's all that bad. They, they think that uh, they should be allowed to compete. Uh, all I say is compete against. Problem is, well, that Virginia girl, Bernie, spoke out. And you had played something about a month and a half ago from another girl that spoke out. The problem is the same day the news released that audio about the Virginia girl, they released a story that Leah Thomas's teammates are behind him or her 100%. Him. And you can't have that. Oh, they're, they're, no, they're not. No, yeah, they're not. That, was the, that was the story. We played one girl a couple of months ago that, 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 that was against him. Now the latest is now the team has come around and they are supporting Leah Thomas in Pennsylvania. Fake news. They're, they're probably under duress, stress, pressure, stuff like that. I uh, agree. I agree. Uh, no, this, this is criminal what's happening. And, uh, again, it's another issue where politicians should be – made to just what's your stand take away or the other so we know 
We don't know Chuck Schumer's position. He won't talk about it. We know what he's. If you put a gun to his head, he's going to take the side of the dude, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, no doubt. Joe Biden has already taken the side of uh, the dudes over the girls. And I stand with the women. I stand with women Me and too. girls. Me too. And both of us have daughters. Your daughter was a great volleyball player at Cortland. My daughter Ava played tennis most of her life. I would. I wouldn't stand for this. I'd walk on the court and beat the living daylights out of this male, female, whatever he is. Absolutely. But, uh, kick him right in the ass. But you know, outside of, of, of bashing Donald Trump, which I hear Chuck Schumer do all the time. Anytime he speaks across the street, literally right across the street on Third Avenue, I hear him bash Donald Trump. Outside of that. I, I don't know. What, what does he stand for? What does he say? What is he? Nothing. What is he behind? No, nothing. He, he shies away from any, any you know, hot topic, any controversial issue, which most of these cowardly politicians do. But if it, we can find a way to put, you know, put them under the gun and force them to address certain issues, like no cash bail, like the Parental Rights Act, like this, uh, you know, guys competing against girls, you know, our daughters, essentially, uh, I think, you know, there could be, and again, people have awoken here in this country. There's going to be a red wave in November, but it could be bigger if we were smart. And we, I don't know, I'm not a strategist, but somehow or other, get the, get the Parental Rights Act. Somebody in New York State uh, proposed this legislation and have these people on record as opposing, talking to, uh, opposing a law that bans a pervert teachers from uh, talking to your first grader about sex. Yep. And other things, uh, grooming they call it. It's, it's not just sex. It's you know it's other other issues as well where they they indoctrinate your kid, uh, unbeknownst to you, to try to separate the kid from you. It's a whole big socialist uh, you know agenda movement yeah. uh, strategy, and uh, it, it really is quite ridiculous. So one more thing, you mentioned uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the smug thug. He came out yesterday and for some reason he was speaking. One of the things he said was he was he. We gotta reform the no cash bail law, you d- dirty bastard! You signed the law, and I- you signed it into law. Anyway, this is one of the things he said. Play Cuomo. I don't know who he was talking to, but play Cuomo from just. And by the way, he's put out two campaign ads. He's he's running for governor against this Kathy Hochul, as we discussed earlier. But anyway, we have some audio of him from yesterday. Play it, please, Lou. Hey, I don't speak to you as a politician. Oh, really? So I can tell you the truth. I speak as a concerned New Yorker and a very concerned New Yorker because the truth is we are in a pivotal and dangerous time in this country and in this state. How so, punk? How so? What are you talking about? We certainly are by, by electing people like you. Play the other clip, too, please, Lou. You can feel the growing tension that hangs in the air. You feel it on the street. Yeah. I know it should it be It starts hanging. with anxiety, and the anxiety then begets frustration, and the frustration then begets anger. And it has been festering for years, but it got worse through COVID. Oh, COVID. Yeah. During COVID, we had the isolation. Oh. He, he actually went there. We had yeah. that genuine fear, fear during COVID. Oh. Afraid for yourself, afraid for your family. Who's going to get yeah, it? Thanks what does to it you. Mean? Yeah. It was my five million jobs closed down? Hello. Basic insecurity. You closed them down, dick face. And that negativity spreads on social media today. All right, that's enough. I can't stand any more of this guy. He's back, and he, he had the nerve to go to COVID. He had the nerve to go to no cash bail, which he, again he signed into law. I mean, this is, this is sick. This is bizarre. 
that uh, uh, you know if the state legislature had impeached him he could not r- run for governor again that's right and he think... fell short he fell short doing that that was a big deal absolutely I, right. but I think they still can impeach him. Uh-huh. i hope they can this is what the democrats were talking about doing to donald trump even out of office to make sure he couldn't run again in 2024 this guy, he's going to be able to run again. That's unbelievable. Uh, he should be in prison, really. It's no just, doubt. It's, it's, it's really gross. One of the major stories that uh, is coming up there, it looks like I got my house in the nick of time because mortgage rates, now up to 4%, the highest they've been in three years as the Fed now going to raise those things and raise those things and raise those things. Oh, yeah. Up to 4%, highest in three years. All because of Joe Biden's inflation. That's right. Which, uh, excuse me, Putin's inflation, I should say. That's right. Putin caused the whole thing. Be careful. (laughs) Listen, we're going to speak to the amazing, fabulous Rob Shooter. We're going to speak to Lydia Serrano on the Bernie and Sid Show right after this. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrano. Before I get to my report, it's going to be on AOC. I have to touch back on what you guys were talking about, Leah Thomas. She was interviewed by ESPN. Take a listen. I mean, this is not a woman. I mean, she's got she she he went through the puberty. Just just listen. This Leah, is how um, did that Leah, performance measure up to your expectations coming into this meet tonight. I I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this meet. I was just. Happy to be here trying to race and compete as best as I could. You've undoubtedly been under the spotlight over the past few months. How have you been dealing with that and reasoning with everything? I try to ignore it as much as I can. I try to focus on my swimming, uh, what I need to do to get ready for my races, and just try to block out everything else. You jerk. You know, I I saw this idiot in a, a bathing suit as well. And it, and it's evident that this is a man. That, that, yeah, that's there's all a reason why you see all the shots. Say. They only yeah. do it waist up. I know. Yeah, but I, I happen to see one crazy. where where it was waist down, and uh, this is yep. a dude. That there's some, you know, yep. it's, it's like uh, you know a couple of golf balls down there or something like that. But it's not even about Leah Thomas though. Like I feel, I sometimes I feel bad, like I, that I'm picking on him or her, whatever. Leah, I'm picking on Leah. This is emblematic of what is wrong with society. We're in this upside down world where, you know, the environment has become everybody's religion and that COVID and Trump are to blame for everything. Biden takes no responsibility. We're trying to teach our kids about sex as young as three, four years old. You got teachers coming out as gay and transgender to their kids. And this is, and then you have a person who's clearly has some sort of body dysmorphic disorder, like Leah Thomas being praised and lauded and Rachel Levine being spoken about as woman of the year. And it's clearly a man with those still that male genitalia this is what's wrong with society and it's it's not even it's it's evil it's trying to break down the very fabric of who we are as as human beings it's not about right or wrong or christian or not it's this is about common sense absolutely this is a man now listen it's it's not about being anti-trans look no. I, I, I i i recall this uh i recounted this uh, a couple of weeks ago a couple, maybe a month ago, the Jeopardy champion won about 40 games. And I was watching, it was a woman, I, and I didn't know. It was actually a trans. And I've, I love, I, I like this person a lot. I, if this person said to me, please, call me a woman, call me by my name, I would agree to do it. Not all trans people are cheaters. This, this dude is a cheater. This dude is stealing girls' dreams, 
Even Caitlyn Jenner said that. So there are trans people who know fairness and right and wrong, and uh, I'm all for that. If you want to wear a dress and you want me to call you by a woman's name, I'm glad to do that. But don't compete against uh, 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 girls if you're a dude like you are and knowingly stealing, you know, with all your testosterone, stealing their dreams, stealing their scholarships, all that nonsense. Then in, in that case, I, I turn against you a thousand percent. I call you a punk, a cheater, a dirtbag, a lowlife, and a jerk. That's what Leah, this, this person, this dude, Leah Thomas is. I, I posted a picture, by the way, on my Twitter at Lydia News, L I D I A N E W S, and you'll see the people that won the Leah Thomas and then um, the two other females. They won and they're at the podium, and you could just see the size discrepancy. And then there is no question as to her physical advantages of being born a biological male, having gone through the puberty as a biological male. And, you know, I, I just, it's really sad because she's going, he, Leah, see, I get, I'm getting confused, is going to dominate at the Olympics. You'll, you'll see. And this is just the beginning. That's why we're bringing this up because this is the, the desecration, the destroying of female sports right before our very eyes. And what happens is uh, when prominent figures speak out about it, say J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter, Martina Navratilova, Caitlyn Jenner, when they speak out about it, they get amazing, uh, vicious, nasty pushback from these uh, woke, uh, you know, radicals out there on social media, et cetera, et cetera. They get really, really uh, uh, nasty pushback. Uh, so you don't hear many people speaking out about it. But a lot of it's common sense. Everybody, it's just, it's just wrong to have a guy competing against a, a girl, a biological guy, and that's it, it, redundant to have a guy competing against a girl and saying that it's a fair race or whatever the hell it is. I mean, common sense dictates it's not a fair race. Everybody knows that. So, uh, And this guy knows it as well, and that's why I'm, I'm harsh on this person. Whereas, for example, that Jeopardy champion, very nice lady. I'll call her a lady if she wants me to. Very, uh, I, I would imagine this person has a sense of fairness and would say this uh, Thomas dude is doing the wrong thing. I would imagine she would say that. Well, speaking of radicals, AOC, she's she has such an agenda, and I think her agenda is basically to ruin America. There was a congressional meeting, and this woman, Angel Charlie, she is the head of the executive director for the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women. So Angel Charlie, she's, again, the executive director for the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women. She went and spoke before Congress regarding missing black and indigenous people of color. And listen to this spin that AOC made on all of this as she interviewed this woman. Uh, uh, Lou, play Lydia One. We have a crisis of missing and, um, and murdered indigenous and black women in the United States. Today, I want to discuss part of this crisis that is all too often overlooked, but whose evidence shows that there's a very meaningful connection here. The correlation between fossil fuel extraction sites and abductions and murders of indigenous women across the United States. Aye, aye, aye. 
I mean, you can't make this up. I don't even know what to so say. So now she's saying that if we drill for fossil fuels, black women and indigenous women will be murdered and raped. And there's a correlation. First of all, correlation is not causation. And throughout this whole exchange, she you can tell by the look on this woman's face, Ms. Charlie, she's kind of just going along with it. And AOC never asks her for specific facts or figures, anything. Then... I want to play this one last clip because you'll hear AOC make this damning statement against police departments, which I believe is 100% fake news. I tried to research this for hours last night. This is what a loser I am to see if this was true. And I could not find a single shred of evidence that any of this was true. What AOC just said, play Lydia too. What we are seeing here is that local police departments on fossil fuel extraction sites that are placed strategically on reservations and native lands, those fossil fuel companies pay local police departments um, to protect their extraction sites, even when workers are raping and murdering indigenous women? Yes. <laughs> oh, gee. I'm speechless, honestly. I'm, you know, what can you say what? further about AOC? How is that true? How is that true? Uh, it's not true? true. It's not true. I mean, it's just... The theater of the absurd. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted, uh, you know, reacting to what the the the, the, the inanities that come out of this woman's mouth. I, I, I have I have no words for it. No more words. She's an idiot, a moron, a stupid person, an unserious person, and uh, unfortunately, half the, uh, the, the the Congress is afraid of her. I'm, a, I'm a, she's she's one of the thought leaders of the progressive wing. And all the, uh, the 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 liberal moderates, they're all afraid of them, and they cave to per- people like her. And it's a very sad state of affairs, but we're going to take care of it in November of this year. I mean, you got Nancy Pelosi having saying that poem, you know, and, and comparing, what was it, Zelensky to St. Patrick. And you're looking at this, this woman, and I'm thinking, is she drunk? Is she senile? Is she both? And what's sad is I'll take a Nancy Pelosi who's half in the bag and her wig may be askew and her teeth askew and all these things. I'll take her over AOC, who's trying to destroy our country because they're trying desperately as much as they can to destroy our economy, to make everybody beholden to the government so they can have full and utter control. I was looking online, too, and they're saying, look, with the gas prices so high, now they're calling for more stimulus checks. So their answer to everything is just to print more money because they want to remain in power and have that control over the masses. This is not about helping people. So they've tried everything they could to ridicule energy and make us energy dependent on all these other, our foreign adversaries. And now she's going so far and so low to say that it contributes to the rape of black and indigenous women. It's the most disgusting, vile thing. She should be banned. She should be censured. And she should be specifically asked, where are you getting your facts from? How Nobody challenged her. Where are you getting your facts from to make such an outrageous statement? We're going to talk about more energy crisis and everything else going on in the world tonight. Cats at night, John Katzmatidis, 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. We have news leaders, newsmakers from around the world. You don't want to miss it. 5 o'clock. Lydia Serrano and the Bernie and Sid Show. Thank you, Lydia. You're great. Great job. Yes, we love you. you. Yes. By, by the way, your friend Patrick McEnroe right now, Bernard, your friend Patty Mack is on CNN, and uh, he's discussing the fact that Wimbledon – because I know sports is coming up. Wimbledon is seriously considering banning Russian players unless 
they denounce Putin. So if you're Medvedev or one of these Russian tennis players, if you don't denounce Vladimir Putin, you may not be invited to play tennis in England next summer. That is so stupid. I mean, leave the players out of it. They don't want to be political. I, I mean, mean, seriously, right? I mean, it's a sports. Right. What are we doing? Denounce exactly. Putin. Of course they hate Putin. They're, they're human beings. Exactly. Or, or whatever. Who knows? They want to remain, you know, they, they don't want their political beliefs to be known. That, that, that's period. Uh, you know, we didn't have the audio up, obviously, because we're on the air. You and Lydia specifically. I was watching the, the show, and there's no subtitles. But I'm going to ask you. You know Patty Mack very well. So do I. He's a very good friend of both of ours. What do you think McEnroe said? I, th- I would... Imagine he would take our position. In Me other too. words, don't Me put too. them on the. Th- yeah. They have to go back to Russia and live there under Putin's uh, dictatorship. So uh, that's right. I mean, in addition to you know wanting to remain anonymous and non-political, yeah, they have to go back to that country and live to them. That's wrong. Totally so I would agree. I would imagine Pat McEnroe would take our position. But we'll find out. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. I did actually speak to Grant Stinchfield last night. That's your boy. He loves Stinchfield. Luke Legrano. Told me he was, uh, he said, Sid Rosenberg, man. He goes, you're living my life. Going out to Hollywood to film a movie. All these guys, like Grant Stinchfield, Joe Tacopina. All these are very successful, very manly men. I think you'd agree, Bernie. Both of those guys are very manly. They, uh, well, they're both very happy for me. There's a tinge of envy that it's not them on the way to Hollywood. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. I got, I got, I got lucky. You know what I'm saying? It found me. Anyway, our next guest talking about Hollywood. They don't come more Hollywood than him, whether he's on Channel 5 with Rosanna Scotto doing his own stuff the naughty gossip columnist, or right here with Bernie and Sid every Friday. He has become beloved and revered by every decent New Yorker and American today. He's a very handsome, if not beautiful, and talented Rob Shooter. <laughs> Hello, guys. I'm Hello, Rob. I'm jealous you're going to be a movie star. Why are you jealous? You're going to come no, with me. Oh, I think it's great. Congratulations. Have you learned your lines? Nope. Not at all. <laughs> that's what the airplane. That's what the six hours on the uh, on the airplane is for. But before we get to that part, I know that last night, at about seven o'clock last night, at some place in New York City, you went out with a guy that's also a friend of mine in Postal Press slash Simon and Schuster, a guy that did both of our books, your book, which is doing very well, and mine, which is on pre-order right now on Amazon. Our mutual friend, Anthony Zaccardi. How was that dinner last night? It was so much fun. Your ears must have been burning because we were talking about you all night. Hey, your book's doing really well. I'm so nosy. Uh, I asked Anthony for all the details. And he said he's shocked how well it's doing, which I think is a compliment, I think. And no, he said it, it, it's burning up. It's doing great. He's a good man. He's, he's a good man. He takes 
risks are, are, are new authors like me and more established people like you. And so we had a great dinner. And you know what? It's fun. It's nice when you can go out with people that you work with and you don't talk about work. So we didn't, like, focus on anything. We just sat there, gossiped, drank, laughed, and um, it was a good, good night. He's a good man. When's your book out? Uh, my book comes out in August, and the reason why it's pre-selling the way it is is because Bernie, along with John Katz, Bernie wrote the forward, right, Bernie? That's why, right? <laughs> oh, no no question about it. My name is on the, uh, on the I guess, the front page, right? Damn right, right there in the front of the book, on the cover, baby. Uh, that's why it's selling uh, like hotcakes. Congratulations. Hey, hey, listen, Rob Shooter, listen, you're great, uh, and it, you know all, all things uh, entertainment, even media, in this case, it's uh, Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo going after uh, some of his ex well, he had such a relationship with Don Lemon. They were they were almost like boyfriends. And uh, now, what's what's going on? Yeah, this is a big story. So Chris Cuomo fired by CNN for his inappropriate relationship with his brother, the then good governor, pushed out for 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 that. Now he's fighting back, and Chris wants a hundred and twenty-five million. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, that sort of money that doesn't change your life; it changes generations' life. Your kids, your grandkids, <laughs> right. like the whole Cuomo's are going to be set up for a hundred years if that sort of money. And to get the money, this is where it gets really interesting. To get the money, he has to prove that he was fired without cause. And the way that he's trying to prove that, and I've seen this in the legal documents, is that Chris is arguing that a lot of people at CNN had inappropriate relationships, including his best friend, Don Lemon, who he is throwing under the bus. So You're right. beautiful. Two were oh. besties, best friends. But it's a really big question, like, for $120 million, would I throw my colleague under the bus? Yes. You, yes. Throw, uh, you throw your mother under the bus for $120 million. Are you nuts? Especially if your name is Fredo. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Don Lemon is a racist douchebag anyway. This is Rob Shooter, the great naughty gossip columnist here on a Friday with uh, with Bernie and Sid. So you know one of the highlights of my career. My highlight is working with Bernie. That's the highlight of my career. Mm. After that, I've got other nice things, the movie stuff, the books, uh, other years at FAN, Miami, blah, blah, blah. But one of the highlights, believe it or not, was my one, only one appearance last summer on Wendy Williams' show. And I got to know Wendy. We became friendly. And then she went absolutely bonkers, and now she's gone. But there are rumors that maybe a podcast, maybe a TV deal. I guess, Rob, for the first time in a while, Wendy was talking TV last week, yes? She was, she was. So people think she phoned into Good Morning America. That's not true. Uh, the day before the show, uh, she phoned up a host there that she knows, TJ, and they recorded it and aired it on the show. So it wasn't live, but Wendy did phone her friends, and he, he didn't ambush her. He asked, can we air this, and can we talk? She wouldn't go on camera, so they did a Zoom call. She was, it was just her audio, no, no visual. She's back in New York. So my sources tell me she is back in New York. Oh, she is. She left her son down in Miami, huh? Son's in Miami. She's back here. She's trying to get her life together. And she said in this interview that, you know, in a couple of months, she thinks she will be back. And that's what's so curious, because her show's gone. Sherry Shepard now has that show. Well, I did hear a rumor, though, that they were going to offer, somebody was offering Wendy Williams upwards, ready for this, $100 to do a podcast. Ooh. 
Wendy's got an audience. Wendy's got an audience. What I heard, and this is breaking news for you guys, is I'm her, I've heard they want her on The View, that Wendy Williams yep. might yep. be joining the oh, panel sure. on The View. Now, remember, Rosie O'Donnell did that. When Rosie lost her show, she went on the panel show. And it's a lot easier to be part of a panel show. And Wendy, at the moment, has a little bit of a reputation of being unreliable. If you don't, don't turn up to work for seven months, it's hard to get another <laughs> job. I mean, yeah. no matter where you work. Like, I worked at Pizza Hut once, and I didn't turn up for two nights, and they fired me. Uh-huh. And so, like, seven months. So I think a panel show might be better. The views are an uh, exciting show. Having somebody like Wendy on that, plus... She called into GMA, which is part of ABC, which also owned The View. So if you thread that needle, there's a relationship that's building there. So we might see Wendy back on TV. It won't be back on The Wendy Williams Show. Uh, The View, she would be perfect for The View. I would love to see her on it. Hey, listen, uh, Rob Shooter on the Bernie and Sid Show, the fabulous Rob Shooter, I might add. Uh, Rob, listen, uh, I, I don't know why people care about Britney Spears and free Britney Spears, but they do. A lot yeah. of people really, really do. Yeah. And she came out recently with a statement that was kind of odd. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Britney came out. She's out of her conservatorship after 13 years. And I think the reason people care about Britney is 20 years ago, she had some of the biggest songs of all time. It feels nostalgic when you listen to her songs. And I think Americans really love a comeback story. We love somebody that fell and True. then bounces back. So yeah. Britney's on her way up, I think. But what she's saying is that old Britney, that nice girl, is gone and now she would rather be feared, feared than loved. What about uh-huh. you? Uh, the what would nice, you rather be? That nice girl who showed her vagina in the backseat of a car with Paris Hilton. What am I missing? And, and slept with Kevin Federline and had two kids. What am I missing? Hey, uh, before you get to the, uh, the juicy part at the very end with me and Bernie, we allow us to guess... Uh, some local celebrity who's done something really naughty, like you, Rob. Naughty, naughty, naughty. naughty. Uh, one more story I want to cover. Yeah, yeah. We, we we cover a lot of the Real Housewives stuff, as you know, for a while there. Me and Bernie were entrenched in New Jersey. Dolores, Margaret, all those girls. But not very recently, we've had Luann in studio. In fact, Bernie liked it. Thought it was, she was very, very nice. Very smart, too. Yes, yeah. yes. And I read that she was thrown out of a of a comedy club recently. But there were different stories. Yes, one story I read was one story I read was she was thrown out because she sucked on stage. The other story I read, which again, I don't know this, it's rumor, was that she was hammered, and she's not that far removed from rehab. What's the real story? Right, right. So she, yeah, she got out of rehab pretty recently. She went to a gay bar in the city. I think it's on 58th Street, and it's like a piano bar, and a lot of gay guys go there and sing show tunes. Luanne rocked up there a couple of nights ago, absolutely sawed, and she took the microphone, and she was so Awful. <laughs> 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 did, did you say she was uh, drunk? Is that, that was she just had a... had a drink or two. Ah, well. yeah. yeah. So she talks about this. She said that after rehab, she's not sober. Is it called California sober, which means you still drink? Yeah. Oh, boy. Is that show even coming back? Is she coming back? What's the latest no, video? I hear about it. Like, so normally, they're taping right now. The ratings for the last show, the last season, were a disaster. Oh, that's because of Ebony Williams. Ebony Williams destroyed Ebony it. Ebony yeah. that show. And so now they're trying to figure out what to do. It's not on the schedule. Bravo never officially cancels shows. They just don't renew them. So the girls now are sort of thinking, after, what, four or five months, nothing's on the schedule. I am told they are looking for new ladies. So they are casting in New York. They're wow. looking around, but they don't have anyone yet. Hey, how about the Rob Shooter? And the, we didn't plan this, but I'll ask you anyway. 
Yeah. The uh, Pete Davidson versus uh, Kanye West. I mean, it's really nasty, nasty. I mean, where, does, where, do, where do we go from here? It's nasty. I think everybody should just take a breath on this one because it's getting, it's getting really, really ugly here. And they both have mental health issues, so it's funny and it's ridiculous. And I love gossip and I love stars warring with one another. These two boys need to just take it down a notch. And I think particularly because he has kids with Kim and it, it's, it's ugly. You know, I would think that one of them just has to have a truce here, but that there's no love lost between those two, and I can't wait to be in a room when they meet. Ooh. Oh, oh yes. that's going to be nasty, yeah. All right, so Rob Shooter on every Friday with me and Bernie. He's uh, he's a tremendous guest. He really is. Are you on with uh, Rosanna today on Channel 5 or no? No, not today. I had this little work crisis. Um, I'm busy, busy, busy all morning chasing stories, but had to call in, give you all the gossip. I, I did row yesterday, and um, she's, she's on vacation. She's back next week. We all go and get a drink. I, I love that idea. So on the way out, Rob, do what you do every week, this blind, blind item. item. Here we go. Blind item. I give you all the details. I leave the names out so you can guess. So which late night host is a very famous late night host? Yeah. There's not that many of it. It's a male. Apparently, every time that he has an orgasm, he farts. Romantic. Oh Did you say God. he farts in a London accent? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> he farts. <laughs> oh my I God. got my guess. I got my guess. My guess is Conan O'Brien. <gasps> well, you have a guess there, Bernie? I, I, I hope it's not, but uh, David Letterman? <laughs> David Letterman, Conan O'Brien. You're both wrong. He's on TV right now. Oh, he's on. You want to take a guess? Luke, you want to take a guess? If I had to take a guess here, Sid, I think it's James Corden. James Corden. He's a big fat guy. He farts a lot. I thought he was going to send that because he's fat. Right. That's why I said that. Yes. You have a guess, too? Sure. Uh, Do I have a guess? Um, Let me go with... uh, I'll go Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Oh, I thought it was a former late night. Oh, but I got you. Okay. It's, no, yeah, one of those on clowns. TV right now. One of you has it right. I can say no more. Legal's calling. All right. Fair enough. Oh, By the way, oh. just so you know, I, I just farted too, Rob, on the way out with you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. You're brilliant. You're great. Thank you. Come on. Robbie. Naughty gossip columnist Rob Shooter. What famous late night host? orgasms and farts at the same time. That is such a nasty question. What do you mean? Good Lord, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) That is brutal. Yeah, that's why you can't can't miss him. You just can't miss Rob Shooter on a Friday. Uh, Still more to do, ladies and gentlemen. Beat Bernie coming up next hour. More stories before we call it a week. Another great week on Bernie and Sid. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back on Bernie and Sid on a Friday. Well, it is already sunny out. It's uh, actually sun-splashed gorgeous morning here in New York City with temperatures expected to get to about 73 today. We're in the, believe, the high 50s now. It is sunny. You'll get a taste of uh, late spring, early summer today. Then it'll go back to uh, basically early spring, 50s, 60s, rain, 40s even uh, next week. And then uh, by the time I get back from California, hopefully it'll be real spring weather. Uh, Bernie, I was asking Justin, I say, Justin, as we start the final hour this week for Bernie and Sid, spring uh, will be here on Monday. And uh, when you hear spring for you, Justin Ellick, what's the first thing you think of? I said baseball. 
That's a good answer. Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing it, and uh, every yeah. time, every season or every spring, the season would seasons would change, and uh, we would be practicing indoors for the winter, and then we'd slowly move outdoors, and it'd still be freezing, but you'd feel it get warmer out yeah. on the field. And, and you're and, a good player. You actually, uh, would you get a scholarship to uh, Uranus College? <laughs> well, it was D three, so it's a it's a legal <laughs> Uranus. It's illegal to uh, give scholarship money. Oh, okay. But I got it. I got. You got like a duffel bag of cash at a gas station. Well, yeah, I got it in the form of academic scholarship, which made no sense because I sucked at school. Right, so now you're going to replay. You haven't played baseball in quite some time, but Chris Libertini, our sound guy here, he's got a team. In fact, Pete Morgan is going to sponsor the team. You're going to play on that team this summer, so you're back. Yeah, okay, I'm back. Bernie, what about you? When uh, you hear the word spring, what's the first thing you think of? Warm weather, I think of uh, green greenery, I think of uh, trees, the, the highways, the Meadowbrook Parkway, the Northern State Parkway, the trees turning green and, and, and it portends summertime. I think, I, I think good things. It, it really uh, boosts my spirits. That's my mentality. Well, by the way, it does. I've been working with you now for the better part of six years after a five-year run together 20-plus years ago, and you always said that. You've always said the the warmer weather and the, the like you say, the green. Like, like He says baseball, Justin, Bernie, and I can tell you that when I go to City Field or even Yankee Stadium for the first time in a new season, and it's that first really sunny, nice day, and you look at that grassy infield, you can smell it in a baseball yep. stadium. There's no other sport that gives you that. The smell of the infield at a baseball stadium puts me in the same exact place you're talking about, Bernie, right now. I love it. I used to have that smell uh, when I was growing up in the projects. In sp- springtime, they started mowing the lawn. Yeah. And you could smell. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of grass, believe it or not, in the filthy projects. A lot of grass and trees. But uh, that uh, even from my bedroom, I could smell the mm-hmm. green. Like you say at a baseball stadium, yeah. I could smell it in the projects in my bedroom. How and about it that? made me happy. How about that? And, of course, uh, don't forget, we've got baseball right here, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. Very first season, really excited about that in that beautiful St. George section of Staten Island. Gary Perone off to a great start. One of our favorite guys, Met Hall of Famer Edgardo Alfonso, the manager of the Ferry Hawks. They signed uh, Roger Clemens' kid to play for the baseball team. It's going to be a really fun summer out on Staten Island watching Ferry Hawk baseball. Luke Legrano, spring. What do you think of? I think of I can finally transition to shorts. I hate wearing pants. I what? Can, oh, you wear uh, shorts? I, I with those fat, pale, hairy legs. I know. Take I know. Easy. Calm down. Do, do you know? You know how like everyone jokes about the one kid who always wore basketball shorts, no matter uh, what temperature it was outside. That was yes. me in high school. I was that guy. I, you know, I wear shorts all winter long in snowstorms. Bernie could attest that. I walked to the gym thirteen blocks. I wear shorts. My legs are never cold. It's my upper body that gets cold. So you do wear shorts all the time. I've worn jeans more in the last three months than I probably have in like the first twenty years of my life. That's so. funny. That's uh, funny. I'm so excited to finally yeah, show off some calves, Ed. Now, we, uh, we're both big show shorts guys, calves. too, because I wear shorts <laughs> to the gym in the winter, and then when the weather gets really hot, Bernard will come to work wearing like a, uh, like a sport jacket and a pair of like cargo shorts. Very good oh, look for you. Great, you. A great yeah. look. Listen, I'm not looking to impress anybody. No, you I look cute. It's a good look. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a, a Bermuda look, I would yes. imagine, right? Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, right. it, it's not by design. It's just, uh, I'll throw this on, I'll throw that on, bing, bang, boom, and, and here I am. Louis Rafino, you hear the word spring happening on Monday. What are you thinking? I just wish Luke would wear pants now. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, he's that into it. I I told you that in confidence. Okay, well, too bad. No snow. 
right. and beer. I don't I don't want snow anymore in the nice weather. So why do you live in New York still? Why don't you move to Florida like an old man and enjoy the nice weather? I'm being serious. I mean, you, you, know, know, people, you don't know what's going to happen. It uh, could uh, happen, uh, although I don't like Florida. Oh, wait. So MJ likes Florida. No, no, no. We both don't like Florida. Arizona, California. Mm, no, we actually like upstate. Actually. Oh, you sound like Bernie. Bernie, not, not anymore. Thank God Bernie... Believe it or not, he got sick, and it actually put, put some sense in his brain. No, I do he wasn't like, going to move to Maine or Vermont. I, I still Maine like is it. Great. I like Maine it. Maine is nice. But, oh. but uh, the winters do do get harsh. Yes, that's true. But I mean, because I am so sick of snow. Well, they want, well, do you understand that they have I, a lot I know of that. snow? I, okay, I got that. <laughs> I, 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 I do see weather reports from time to time. Right. Yes, I know it's cold and it's snowy up there and it's terrible. It's worse than here. Right. But, I don't know what you're doing, Sid, but you're going you're gonna to cut Lou's uh, tenor here back on I don't the board. Want it. Very short. We want Lou to be here as long as we're here, which could be, you know, who knows, five years, ten years. So you're not going anywhere. But um, it's interesting that for all of us, and I guess it's the same for everybody, Bernie, if you asked anybody this question on the street, whether it's the green grass, the smell of spring, no snow like Lou said, optimism and nice weather like you said, baseball like Justin says, it's all the same thing. It's always, it really is optimism. I think spring of all the seasons, of all the seasons, brings us a certain amount of optimism. Nothing better. The month of May is uh, probably the best month of the year, maybe June, May or June. But, uh, yeah, optimism, uh, sunny. And, of course, uh, you know, you, you think summertime, you think vacation and good times with the family, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's a universal sentiment, uh, really not shocking, but uh, I'm loving it. Monday, first day of spring, let's, let's go. Let's, let's LFG. How about that? Let's go. LFG, let's blanking go. (laughs) I'm a little slower. Calm down there, Justin. Uh, Well, there are some big stories that we've been covering all morning long. Wrap up the week with it, I guess. Uh, The biggest story in the world continues to be Ukraine-Russia, even though I I am absolutely shocked. And I know I shouldn't be based on the political nature that we've got today. I am shocked that Andrew Cuomo is going around town with two commercials now and telling everybody he's running again. And he's only four points behind Kathy Hochul, so it makes some sense for him to do it. But the biggest story is still uh, Ukraine, Russia, Bernie. And um, what's the latest there? What's going on? Uh, well, I think they're still fighting, Sid. I think there are That's still, still people trapped in uh <laughs> There are negotiations going on right now. I'm looking at the uh, New York Post uh, website, and there's a picture of some of the Russian soldiers in the back of a truck. These are kids that make, uh, you know, Luke and Justin look like old men. Wow. These are really and – wow. and the headline is that the Russian soldiers are shooting themselves in the legs so they don't have to fight. Really? And that's how demoralized they are, yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it's been said a million times, the Russians thought they would – overtake the Ukraine, defeat the opposition in a matter of days. And here we are moving into uh, three weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. We're over three weeks right. at this point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, the Russians really uh, hurting. Uh, what, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin lashed out. Yes. You know, play this clip. This, this guy is really he's talking about purging uh, uh, pur- purges of people who are not down with his invasion of the Ukraine. I mean, this is Stalinesque talk. They compare him to Hitler. That's not the right analogy. The right analogy is Stalin. Listen to what he said yesterday, this guy, uh, Vladimir Putin. Take a listen. Which, which, where, what number, Bernie? Uh, This is the one that Justin got earlier, Nats or whatever the hell it was. Uh, 
All right. Well, he said that and even more so the Russian people will always be able to distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors and simply spit them out like a fly that accidentally flew into the mouth. Spit them out. I am convinced that such a natural and necessary cleansing of society will only strengthen our country. There you go. A cleansing of our society. The scum. He's talking about his own people. And a cleansing, that's purged. That's, pur- that, 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 that's purged. That's, yeah, he, wants, yeah. he wants to kill people. Yes, he does. Stalin killed uh, intellectuals. He killed the clergy. He killed officers in, the, in his own military. And uh, this guy, Putin, is talking about cleansing. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable the, 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 the depths that, that this guy has sunk to. He is clearly losing his mind. And uh, anyway, well, the, yesterday, the story about Maripol yesterday is the perfect evidence of what you just talked about. Bernard, if you don't know the story, uh, Maripol, which they've been bombing for days, there's an amphitheater there. And there's about a thousand Ukrainians that have been living there uh, for these weeks since the war started. And a lot of them are women and children, all families, women and children. Long story short, uh, on each side of the outside of the building in huge letters. It was purposely done in huge letters so the Russians could see it from the air. They wrote the word children in Russia just to alert the Russians. If you're thinking about bombing this place, we got kids inside on both sides of this specific amphitheater. And with that said, and seeing the words right there, Putin and the Russians still bombed it. And at last look, over 800 people still accounted for and missing trapped in the rubble in the basement of that building. So seeing the word children did not stop Putin and the Russians from bombing the building. That's all you need to know. Now, there is a uh, real savage, barbaric streak in some of these Russians, and that is that's really disturbing. As you and I speak and look forward to spring, as we were just discussing with the staff, there are people literally, as you just pointed out, stuck inside rubble, uh, hopelessly stuck. They're never going to get out. They're injured, people moaning, screaming, starving, thirsty. I mean, there's real pain and suffering going on. There are negotiations uh, being held right now. Let's get these negotiations going. Stop talking about no-fly zones and war. Let's get this thing done and over with. Well, let me ask you this, because you made this point moments ago, and I saw this a lot last night. According to every intelligence person I've seen and read the last couple of days, the Russian invasion has stalled. They just can't – they don't have enough – firepower no. uh, to, to, to continue. They've spread themselves really, really thin. They're taking an ass beating, which you talked about for days. So right now it's stalled, which, which, by the way, on a scary note, that's part of the reason why you're hearing the last couple of days that Putin may resort to chemical warfare because his actual conventional army stuff can't get any further. So with that said, if it really has stalled and Putin is not going to use chemical warfare, this is the perfect time to end this thing. Exactly right. I mean, th- this is the time to uh, give him the off-ramp, some face-saving uh, you know, resolution to this thing. Because the, the, the argument that, well, if you let him take Ukraine, he's going to go into Poland. He's going to go into no, Latvia. He's not. Uh, uh, no, he's, not. he's not now because he couldn't take Ukraine. Right. The people that appetite, the Russian people, apparently, uh, the, the soldiers, for th- this type of uh, behavior, this type of action. So there's no threat of him going into a NATO country. That's not going to happen. you got to end the misery, end the suffering right now. Give him something face-saving. Uh, uh, Zelensky said the other day, well, look, we're not going to join Ukraine. That was a big concession he made. So that he was indicating that uh, he's willing to negotiate and settle this. 
Putin made some noises like that, despite what you heard me just play uh, right. before. Right. He said something like that yesterday. Let's focus on that instead of focusing on no-fly zones and MIGs yep. and get this thing over and done with. Enough of this. Jimmy Hill was killed the last couple of days. American, 68 years old. He was buying bread. He was on a bread line in the Ukraine. American, he was killed uh, by the Russians. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Congratulations to my beautiful wife, Danielle. Here we go again. Another big effort. You know, Sunday is the half marathon here in New York City, burning. When I drive past Fifth Avenue every morning, Central Park with the great Gene, you see them setting up. It's going to be a beautiful race and a nice day. Well, we're going to be in California, obviously, so Danielle can't do it. So she woke up yesterday morning. This is a work day, Bernie, a work day. She got up at 4.30 yesterday morning, and she did the 13-plus miles in Central Park, the virtual half marathon which she gets credit for as completing the marathon. She'll get the medal, the whole thing, and then was home by 7 a.m. to make gay breakfast, get dressed, and go to her law firm in Great Neck, Long Island. That is an unbelievable woman. Congratulations to Danielle as she finished the virtual half marathon in the middle of the night, literally yesterday morning here in New York City. How's that for dedication, Bernard? That is an achievement. Did she make you lunch for when you got home after work? <laughs> <laughs> if I would have asked her to, she would have. But I did the uh, the old chicken salad, Munster cheese on English muffin sandwich myself. Again, that's the number, 1-800-848-WABC. we got more news. you got Beat Bernie. Keep it right here. Bernie and Sid on this gorgeous Friday in New York City. Keep it right here. Oh, my God, ELO. Great song, ELO. Yeah, quickly, uh, Bernie will take over here, but... Um, our mutual friend, Bernard, Joseph Nunziata, I call him the King of Williamsburg, he says, while uh, St. Patrick's Day was great yesterday, let's not forget, and I don't think about this, you would, Bernie, let's not forget St. Joseph's Day, which comes up tomorrow, his son, Joe Nunziati Jr., Joe Selly. St. Joseph's Day is tomorrow. You, you, you know what that's all about, that holiday? I do not. Neither do I. Uh, we need a contestant for Beat Bernie, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We've changed the prizes. If you beat Bernie today, you get 50 bucks, and you ready for this? Yeah. A Beat Bernie T-shirt. That's, That's exciting. very exciting. Well, to correct you a little bit there, it's an I Beat Bernie T-shirt. It's not just a T-shirt that says "Beat Bernie." It's a T-shirt that proclaims. You know, I may never talk to you again. I'm going to go to California. Well, I mean, you're, giving, talking, you're no, giving people no, because the wrong you're so idea. effing annoying. My uh, am God, I, wrong you here, sit here like all morning waiting for just one thing to get on me about. It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm just saying. It's, well, don't get that. That's a, it's an important distinction. An "I Beat Bernie" T-shirt. That's okay. pretty good. All right, then I apologize. He's, he's, right. he's doing his job, and uh, he's a dick. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, he's right. He's a, I love him. You're, Bernie, when you're right, you're right. You're he's right got, again. He's got one of those shirts, too. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Now, that's a good shirt, Lewis. Yes. Yeah, that's funny right there. With the there, arrow Louis. pointing, you know? <laughs> hey, listen, I mentioned this earlier in the show, uh, and I want to mention it again. I'm going to mention it every day until April 6th. SUNY Brockport. They're celebrating a cop killer at SUNY Brockport. If you have a kid that goes to that college, Make sure you contact that college and say, "Listen, uh, say something. Whatever you uh, threaten them, whatever you get, whatever you have to do, do it." A cop killer that was paroled by Cuomo's New York State Parole Board. Uh, they, by the way, he killed two cops here in New York, uh, Joseph Piagentini and Waverly Jones. But listen to this: most people don't tell you this. He killed another cop in San Francisco. He killed three cops 
and he was paroled, disgustingly paroled by this Cuomo parole board. And now they're celebrating him up at SUNY Brockport, a state-funded school. Kathy Hochul, where the hell are you in this day, day and age when the cops need all the support they can get? This guy's going to speak there on April 6th. They're going to celebrate him as some sort of political prisoner. What are you kidding me? I'm going to vomit. The uh, the guy, the chancellor of the school, I believe, his last name is McPherson. I don't know what his first name is. We'll find out. But uh, from 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 now till April 6th, we got to get this guy canceled. This is like a Snoop Dogg thing, except this is even worse. This guy killed three cops, and he's going to be celebrated in front of kids, right, right. in front of your kids. Snoop Dogg just tells you to kill cops. This guy actually kills cops. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, another uh, – so, uh, so gross. I'm going to keep this up on, until April 6th. Oh, you Every, should. Everybody get into it. Uh, call SUNY Brockport and lay the law down on these, these woke creeps. Uh, you know, the, the, the no-fly zone, It uh, initially they, they polled people, and uh, people said, yeah, I support a no-fly zone, and, and politicians were citing this poll. But when they found out, when they asked the question properly, which is that a no-fly zone entails actually shooting down other planes, the support for it plummeted. It went. It's it's no longer popular among the American people, because uh, they thought, oh, a no-fly zone. You just declare a place a no-fly zone, and nobody flies there, and that's it. Right. No, it actually is, it involves shooting and leads to World War Three. Just keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Also, uh, we were talking about the biggest news of the day, and of course, yeah, the war in Ukraine. But the uh, other big news was that yesterday, the New York Times actually. Uh, they they said that the laptop from hell was authenticated for the first time. They acknowledge, in fact, front page of the New York Post is, is a dig at the New York Times. All the news that's fit to, and then they have some. You got to get the front page of the New York Post. I, I, describing it doesn't do it justice on the radio. But in any case, it is a blockbuster thing. The New York Times recognizing that the laptop from hell is real. Maybe now they'll find. That the, the Berlin Wall actually did come down. <laughs> or, or, I mean, and that the cake, Bruce Jenner is no longer Bruce. Okay, I don't know what these with their head in the sand, but obviously we we know what happened. They did it to try to get Joe Biden elected. So the bottom line is that the uh, 2020 election was rigged again, as I've said a million times before election day. It was completely and totally rigged. They did polls and they found out that a lot of people that voted for Biden would not have voted for him if they knew about the laptop from hell. So it really, uh, big tech, uh, the media, and uh, all these people. I mean, I really feel sorry for Donald Trump. He was right about it. He, he tried to pro- proclaim uh, all these things. And Miranda Devine, by the way, who, who, was, part and parcel, who, who was partially responsible for uh, exposing this laptop from hell, she was, she was ignored and uh, lambasted as, as uh, you know, some sort of conspiratorial nut. Rudy Giuliani... Same thing. All these people have been vindicated. Not that we didn't know this already, but the New York Times has made it official and okay now for the left, people on the left, to pursue this laptop from hell thing, though we can't recall Joe Biden. That's the problem. In any case, just remember how, how, how important it was. This was October 22nd, President Trump debating this uh, imbecile, Joe Biden, uh, and uh, he talked about this scandal, this laptop from hell scandal, in which, of course, it, it, it exhibits, it actually exposes 
Joe Biden is a corrupt politician. He is the big guy. He's the guy who's going to get 10 percent. And uh, we all know he got a lot of money from the Ukraine, from his son, et cetera, et cetera. But listen to this debate and how important this issue was and how it was shut down. Play that clip, please, Lou. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop oh. is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly it. what is this that's where exactly you're going? What this is told. where he's going. The laptop that, right. is Russia, yeah. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding me. We do. again with Russia. We're going to continue boy, on the boy. issue of race. Mr. President, you've described. So there you have it. You heard Joe Biden cite a 50 Intel, former Intel people, and five uh, former CIA chiefs, and th- they would be, uh, I-, I know four of them. One of them is Michael Hayden. The other is James Clapper. He was actually the DNI chief. But this creep, uh, the- this lowlife, James, uh, 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 John Brennan and uh, Leon Panetta, who uh, that, that, that's the most disappointing thing because I thought he was kind of a fair guy. But that needs to be investigated. Why did they write that letter? What prompted them to write that letter? What conspiracy? Who got to them and made them write that letter and gave Joe Biden that ability to say what he said on stage to shut down that particular conversation. I mean, there's some sort of conspiracy that went on back before the election, and it needs to be investigated. It needs to be investigated right now. And I really feel sorry for Donald Trump. I mean, I know he's a millionaire. He's lived the life of Riley, but he was trying to do good things for this country, and he was totally persecuted uh, from day one, from the day he came down that escalator to, uh, well, right up to the election in uh, November of 2020, it was really disgusting. Listen to some of the media figures harp on this whole uh, laptop from hell. <laughs> this is a joke, right? <laughs> this is just before the election. Uh, play cut six, Lou, please. The right wing is going crazy with uh, all sorts of allegations uh, about Biden and his family. Too disgusting to even repeat here. Hunter Biden's laptop. That whole thing is has been fizzling. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. When you look at this uh, computer uh, store owner in Delaware who allegedly received Hunter Biden's laptop, that is more in line with the, when you think about somebody who's a useful idiot. That's kind of the entry point that is kind of, a, again, a classic indicator of the potential uh, presence of disinformation. So there you have it. Uh, Jake Tapper and all these people. Leon Panetta, Hayden, Brennan, where is the apology? And by the way, these former CIA chiefs, they're still on uh, fake news, CNN and MSNBC, advocating uh, for war. If people are listening to these idiots who got it wrong with the laptop, intentionally, they knew. that Something was uh, fishy. Something stunk back then. Uh, you know, this uh, circle back uh, peppermint patty looking punk, uh, Jen Psaki, she was asked about it yesterday, and it wasn't Peter Ducey. Take a listen to this. Cut eight, Lou, I believe. The New York Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden in Delaware. Um, the president previously said that the New York Post story about this was a bunch of garbage and that it was a Russian plant. Does he stand by that assessment? I've pointed the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives. He doesn't work in the government. By the way, all these uh, – it was the laptop from hell that had all these disgusting uh, 
you know, naked uh, Hunter Biden and uh, smoking crack and he's putting M&Ms on his uh, private parts. Really nasty, disgusting stuff. But it's not about Hunter Biden. This is not about Hunter Biden or anything he did. This is about Joe Biden's corruption. He's compromised. What does China know about Joe Biden? What do they have on him? What does the Ukraine have him? What does Zelensky have on him? That's what I'd like to know on the Bernie and Sid show. So we're going to play Beat Bernie coming up. Yeah, before you do, though, here's a nice uh, direct message I got on my Instagram, Rosenberg.Sydney, Rosenberg.Sydney, from a very big Bernie and Sid band, Bernie. Her name is Kim. And uh, this goes back to the story before the Hunter Biden story you were covering, which is the um, Brockport story. She says, the president is a woman, and her name is Dr. McPherson, which we said, Bern. Because I've already written, and believe it or not, it's a faculty member that was bringing this person in, not a student-run thing, a faculty member. Now, you may have seen Patrick Lynch's letter yesterday, our guy, Bernie. He went nuts on Brockport. They pulled, actually, the grant. They have canceled the grant that we're going to give to this faculty member uh, to get the guy there, but he can still do it on his own. Anyway, if you want to email the president at Brockport University, Dr. McPherson, the email is president at brockport.edu, president at brockport.edu. Once again, compliments of Kim on Instagram. All these uh, scumbags, they have to resign for even entertaining the idea, for re- remotely uh, considering it for a, a nanosecond. Resign. I mean, come on, resign. Now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. Uh, Before I play Beat Bernie, I recommend you go to our website, which is a really good website. They do a really good job here. I guess, is that the Frankie Diaz with an E? Is, is Who's in charge of that? Yeah, um, I would imagine Frankie Diaz with an E uh, plays a large role in the website. What do you mean you would imagine? You know, I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. That's Fair not enough. my department. Okay. Well, we do have a uh, poll up, though, right? A uh, poll of the day. What is an informal poll, Justin Ellick? Poll? Yeah. That would be a poll uh, that uh, is here's not the, No, here's the answer. <laughs> it's a dressed-down guy from Warsaw. Do you get it? Dressed-down guy from Warsaw. Right. Informal poll. I see what you did there. That's, that's very clever. Wow, California is really getting the talent. I'm telling you. They are. Uh, they are looking forward thank you. to thank this. You. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. what do you, you want to read the damn thing? Yeah, you can go vote right now. The, uh, the It's the, uh, what do you call this again? It's In- just the question of the day. It says it right there. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, do you think Poland, NATO, and the United States should give Ukraine the Polish MiGs they are requesting? And I guess it's a yes or no, right? Uh, yeah, I'd imagine so. All right, go vote today at WABCRadio.com. It's a good question. Very you, good question. You're going to vote? No. Okay. I'm going to California. All right. All right, let's play the game. Uh, Dominic. Big Dom is in Ramsey, New Jersey. I love Ramsey, New Jersey. What's going on, Dom? How you doing, brother? Good, Sid. How are you? Good, man. You're a GC, huh? I am. You guys are the best. Toughest guys, yeah, coolest me. guys. I love you guys. What are you building these days? All right. What do you build? Do you build, like, residential stuff? You're, like, adding on yeah, another wing to Ramsel? It's all residential. All residential. Gotcha. Building house, building additions, all kinds of stuff. Like now, that. is that light? It was the longest light in America. I always bring this up on Route 17 by Ramsey. Is that light still there, or is it gone? On 17 itself? Yeah, the traffic light by Ramsey on Route 17. It's, like, 18 hours long. It never moves. Never changes colors. Is it still there? There's no traffic light okay. on 7. Got it. There used to be. They moved it. 
All right, so here we go, Dominic. Here's question number one, formerly known as the Treaty of Peace, Friendship, Limits, and Settlement between the United States of America and the Mexican Republic. The document that brought the Mexican-American War to an end is better known by what name? Uh, I wouldn't know this. I thought you guys were going to go easy on me. Who said that? <laughs> uh, this is a tough one. Uh, 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 the answer is the, the, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. I think he played for the Astros. Number two. <laughs> second baseman. Uh, second baseman, Guadalupe. <laughs> Number two, what is the common first name amongst United States president? Is it A, John, B, James, or C, William? I would say it is... William. Wrong, you two-legged bag of anthrax to be Jesus. Believe it or not, four presidents have been named William, four have been named John, five have been named James, but only one has been named Donald. Senator Joseph McCarthy led the second wave of what movement centered around the fear of left-far ideologies infiltrating America? Communism. Wrong, you two-legged bag of You know, it's not really wrong. It was called the Red Scare, but... I don't know. Well, think about it. which founding father served as the first ever United States Postmaster General. You should know this. Yeah, I should know this. Yeah. Um, I would say that that is uh, Hamilton. No. Brown, you two-legged bag of Anthony. Looking for a Benjamin Franklin. And finally, oh, oh, excuse me, in February of 2022, what former UFC champion was arrested for domestic violence against his fiance on the same night he was honored by the UFC Hall of Fame for his match against Alexander Gustafson? This guy's a maniac, this guy. Vegas gets in trouble all the time. Is it uh, the... Uh, oh, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. You want, you want a hint? McGregor? No. Wrong, you no. Back of Jesus. I guess you don't want the hint. <laughs> All right, you got you got one right. We'll give you communism. It was called the Red Scare, but you seem like a nice enough guy, so we'll give you one right. Is uh, Bernie back? Uh, Bernard, how are you, pal? Bernie? Oh, good. Bernie left. So you win. win. That's it. Automatic <laughs> win. Chris McGlynn checks in. He says the Partridge Family show was created for TV based on the family group, the Cowsills, and the two groups are often confused. I've never confused them once. I've never even heard of the Cowsills. Hey, Bernard, how are you, pal? Could be worse. How the hell are you? Don't worry about it. I'm not, really. It's just, <laughs> just trying to be polite. You know, I was thinking, uh, you know, I um, we text each other all the time. You're great with that. And we have a chance to do the show together, you know, almost every day. You, you show so much courage coming in as often as you do. But I miss you, man. Like, like, like during the breaks, I would tell you all the crazy stuff going on in my life, and you're not here to do that anymore. And I really miss that because that is true. There's a lot less craziness than there was before, to be completely honest. But I miss, I miss just talking to you and, and uh, you know sticking my finger in your nose and that type of thing. You know, take it easy, take it easy. <laughs> I do miss you, bro. So good. I, I miss, miss you. As well. Are you are going to be out next week? We'll miss you uh, even even more. Forget, well, uh, but when I get back, I, I, do you think you'll be in studio anytime uh, down the road? Or, or? Uh, we'll see. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'll All get right. back to you. How do you feel today? I feel like uh, a million bucks, bro. Yeah, because you sound so strong this week, bro. This is the best you've sounded in the. I don't, when, when did we start this? This thing late December. This is the best you've sounded since. So, well, thank you. You're Appreciate welcome, brother. It. All right, two, you win. Okay, buddy. 
I like what I hear. But I do miss you. I miss, I miss talking inside the studio and stuff because Justin, he's a great kid. He's a good friend. He's become a very good. I love you. I'm not bad to say. No buts. You're great. But I just, I miss Bernie. So, you know, that's all. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I think we got it. <laughs> yeah. What about he this get, game? No, he gets so offended. He's so mad now, Justin. All right. He'll get over it. What about the, uh, the <laughs> game right here? What do we got? We got, I got to get two right, and I, I win the game. Let's go. Come on. I mean, just completely gone. discount your feelings, Justin. Number one, formerly known as the Treaty of Peace, Friendship, Limits, and Settlement between the United States of America and the Mexican Republic. The document that brought the Mexican-American War to an end is better known by what name? Uh, the Treaty of... No, uh, right. no, come on. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. The Treaty of what? Keep going. You've Veracruz. Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax should be Jesus. i got to give you credit. Just for getting the treaty yeah, part right. It's, it's actually called the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> who the hell would know that? But anyway, whatever. Who wrote that? Who, I'm just curious. Who wrote that question? Uh, Luke wrote the game. Dude. Got it. Number two, what is the most common first name amongst United States presidents, Bernie? Is it A. John, B. James, or C. William? I go with John. Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax should be Jesus. Four have been named John. Four have been named William. The leader is five, James. Senator Joseph McCarthy led the second wave of what movement centered around the fear of far-left ideologies infiltrating America? Communism. Yeah, we've got to give it to him. They both said the same thing. No, it's good. We'll give it to you. That's what this is. It was actually called the Red Scare, but we're giving both you guys the same thing. Exact same thing. Which founding father served as the first ever United States Postmaster General? Which founding father? Let's see here. Uh, That would be uh, Benjamin Franklin. And uh, you'll get this one right, too. You'll get three right today. In February of 2022, Bernard, what former UFC champion was arrested for domestic violence against his fiance? On the same night, he was honored by the UFC Hall of Fame for his match against Alexander Gustafson. Oh, jeez. Uh, I know exactly who it is. You know who he is. Vegas, cocaine, yeah, big black guy. Yeah, 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 Come yeah. on, Bernie. Uh, Jones. Who? John Jones. Yes! Bernie wins by a final score of 3-1. to one. He's a general contractor from Ramsey, New Jersey. Bernie, say hello to Dominic. Jo- Dominic, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, Bernie. How about you? How you feeling? Uh, could be a lot worse. Thank you. I'm feeling good. Always good on Friday, I can tell you that. There you go. Anyway, congratulations on uh, playing and uh, almost beating me, I guess. You got two right. I got three, <laughs> but uh, what are you going to do? It's all good. How's things in Jersey? You vote for Jack Cittarelli? I did. I did. My man, we should give you the prize just for that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And uh, But Murphy somehow had those uh, 200,000 uh, voting, you know, mail-in ballots ready to go the next morning. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No no fishy business there, no, uh, of course. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, all right, listen, man, thanks for playing, and, uh, you know, have a nice weekend. We appreciate you listening and uh, your kind words. Thank you, sir. All right. You too. Enjoy. All right, we're going to close out the show. 1-800-848-9222. We'll be right back. Beat Barney. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC. Uh, About uh, five more minutes as we wrap up the week. I did take the jacket off. 
So now I'm down to my pink dress shirt. And, um, hey now. Hey now. Bernie, what are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? The weather's gorgeous today. You getting outside there today or, or not really? Uh, yeah, I think I might go body surfing in the ocean <laughs> to celebrate uh, the uh, advent of spring on Monday. See, here's how I know you're not being honest because one thing about you is while you're always touting how much you enjoy the warm temperatures and you get outside and you do do that stuff, you'll bike ride, you'll walk, all that stuff. You do not like to go into the ocean until late in the summer because it's too cold. You've complained yeah. about that. Absolutely right. Great See? memory. Yeah. No, I'm not going to body surf. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I may take a walk on the beach, you know, may uh, the boardwalk, that type of thing. Enjoy nice. the nice weather. You know what I'm saying, bro? Oh, well, how did dinner go last night with uh, with your son and uh, your daughter-in-law? It was terrific. Corned beef and cabbage was off the charts. Nice. And, and potatoes. Potatoes and, uh, you know, I guess broiled carrots. I don't know how, they, how she did it. But, Delicious. Uh, my son's uh, wife, Jessica, she brought it. And it was, it was delicious. It was off the charts good. Also brought over Irish soda bread. Nice. And so we had a very festive uh, St. Patrick's Day night right here in the McGurk household. My wife and uh, daughter have absconded to Florida, so they missed out. Can't blame them. I, you know, you talk about the, the soda bread, and again, special thanks to MJ Lou's fiance for hers. But I, uh, I was walking to the bank in this neighborhood. My bank is in this neighborhood. It's on 56th and 3rd, quarter to 4 yesterday afternoon. You're not going to believe this. And I'm on my phone looking down. You know how it is with me, Bernie, get hit by like nine buses and 18 cars. Sure. <laughs> and the guy's like, hey. And I look up. It's Gene Maxwell and his wife. At a quarter to four yesterday afternoon, they were making their way towards the station. I don't know why, but he had dropped off soda bread on our show like eight hours earlier. Wow. Yeah. So he was coming back for more. Maybe he's uh, so, some employment uh, opportunities for Gene Maxwell. Just like uh, Lou's back, maybe Gene is next. Hey, he's great. And uh, him and Dan Herschel, all those guys. You know what? I, I still live on the Upper West Side for like another week. That's it. I'm gone. But uh, right around the corner from me, Adam lives. And Adam was a guy that worked uh, with Gene and Dan in the offices at Cumulus in that uh, that office. He's a yeah. super guy. And he he's, got a, he's got an adorable wife and great kids. And every time I see him, which is about once every other week, First thing he says is, how's my guy, Bernie? No kidding. Yeah, I got along yeah. great with that. I loved Adam. He's a funny guy, a great guy. Very, very liberal guy. Yes. Uh, but, you know, he was smart enough uh, to send his kids to Catholic school. He realized, the, you know, the, the chaotic state of the New York City public schools, and he wouldn't subject his kids to it, even though he's not a, a, you know, a, a staunch Catholic or anything like that. He sends his kids to Catholic schools. He's a great dad as well and a huge Ranger fan. He is a huge Ranger fan, and uh, he was probably there booing Kathy Hochul, even though he's a liberal, a couple nights ago. Anyway, we, uh, we're we yeah. about to wrap things up here. It's been a, a great week of shows. Bernie, of course, you came back this week, and uh, it was uh, day and night. You were great. Uh, all you guys were great all week long. Uh, Luke Lograno. Luke, uh, your readings for Bernie the last couple of days. You're like a regular thespian. Maybe you should go to California instead of me. I minored in theater for a reason. Shakespeare. In, in theater. <laughs> theater. <laughs> all right, any upset specials today? Quickly, Luke, who do you like? Give me one upset special, NCAA basketball. Tonight. Oh, boy. All right. That's really tough. I think Miami's going to beat USC. I think that's, okay, a, that's my a good minor one. upset for the day. I like it. Uh, Justin Ellick and others, fantastic weeks. You happy? You okay? Yeah, I'm great. What are you talking to me about? I don't know. <laughs> All right.
Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna have a great weekend uh, away from uh, you. Okay, great. All right. You won't see me for ten days. Well, ten listen, days. I am uh, relishing in the I know in the are. opportunity. Lewis, have yourself a great weekend. Frankie Diaz, Dev Valentine, Jacqueline, Carl. Everybody enjoy. Bernie, go enjoy the uh, the sunny weather and uh, get a little rest because you got a big week ahead of you next week, and uh, you're just the best. Thank you so much. Look who's talking. Said enjoy uh, enjoy California. You have a great weekend, safe travels, you and Danielle and Gaby, and uh, look forward to your return. Oh, thank you, buddy. I'll give you a call next week to our buzz in one morning early from Los Angeles. I'm on my way on Sunday. I'll be back again Monday, March 28th. But, of course, Bernard's got you ready to go all next week. Hey, New York, have yourselves a great week. From all of us on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show to all of you until 6 a.m. Monday morning with Bernard. Peace. Peace. Like another perfect day.